Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. Uh, don't don't mind me, folks. Uh, this isn't an official show. I'm, I'm merely stopping by to see if the equipment is working. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to do a couple of minutes of audio here, and we'll release that. Maybe tomorrow will be a couple more. Uh, and eventually, after about a month or so of trying everything out, we'll see if everything's working. See, this is all about blowing the dust out of the computer. I've just got to talk into the microphone, make sure the dust comes flying out of the laptop, because my laptop needs to go to the Genius Bar anyway, because the fucking H doesn't work, and it drives me out of my fucking mind. Dudes, my H doesn't work. That's fucking... And, and do you know how many, Let me... I'm going to say this. Do you know how many fucking words have an H in it? Holy Jesus. I've got to imagine just from the sentence that I just said, there's got to be 10 H's in there for fuck's sake. Uh, but imagine typing. So if, you're, if I'm behind on correspondence, please understand it's because I have no H. That is, that's, look, that's an easy crutch. A, a, a word I couldn't even type to you. I, I would I would I'd say to you, it's an easy crutka. And you'd be like, I don't know what the fuck that means. You'd be like, ah, crutch. Oh, I get it. He has no H. Uh, but I haven't gone to the genius bar yet. Well, there's a, all right, there's a couple of things I want to tell you. First of all, before we get into that, uh, I'm not joking. I, I'm sitting down here to record the show and uh, staring and going, ah, do it. And you don't give a shit about any of that. But anyway, I plug uh, the wires in, right? And I, I, you know, I usually I talk into the microphone. And as I've told you before, uh, I've stopped started millions of times uh, doing this show sometimes. You know what I mean? Where I'll be like, hey, what's going on? I hate my voice. Ah, nobody likes me. It's dumb. But uh, but it's, I finally... I mean, we're, we're just over three weeks here. This is fucking, this is, this is put me in a pine box if I don't do a fucking show soon, right? This is, this is ridiculousness. So I'm like, you got to just fucking do it. Just talk. Even if you don't fucking say anything. And I'll tell you this, because the, the, the pressure I put on myself that's looming in my head where I'm just like, all right, says be the greatest show you've ever done, which by the way, already it isn't. There's no doubt that already it isn't. We got to really turn the corner here in the next fucking couple of minutes or else you're going to be like, Jesus Christ, this is what we were waiting on. And see, that's what I think in my fucking brain. God damn, is my brain a fucking weird place? Just, just fucking dudes there with like marionette strings and pulling shit. And there's a fucking kookla and a friend. No, I got no Ollie in my head. Fuck Ollie. I just got the dragon and the chick. But I don't have the fucking uh, the the wimpy little pussy dude. I hate Ali. Ali's the fucking worst. Wait, is he the dragon? Wait, Kukla might be the dude. I don't know. There's a dragon in my head, but there's not a fucking Kukla. And now I want to Google it. Maybe I'll Google it. <laughs> Maybe I would have had Google a friend and Ali. That'd be then I'd know I'd have the answer for you right away. If it was just fucking Google a friend and Ali, I could fucking go yes. This is it exactly. 
Uh, but I can't Google it because I don't have a fucking age. Although Kukla Fran Ali, yeah, I could, I could, you know what? I could Google that. I could, I could actually look that up. Uh, what I, what else? What could, I couldn't look up Clutch Cargo. I don't know why Crutch and Clutch. That's that's how wasn't that weird? That's where my brain went. I went to Clutch because I did Crutch earlier, uh, and I thought of children's shows, and I thought of because all right, because we used to see Kukla Fran Ali, and then I went right to Garfield Goose in my head, and Garfield Goose used to have these little uh, cartoons, and one of them was Clutch Cargo, and that's where we saw Clutch Cargo. And if you don't know what Clutch Cargo is, it was a cartoon with a human mouth, which was fucking bananas. You know the guy who invented that loved glory holes? Like literally, he was just like, oh, you know what? What if we had like just an, an inanimate object, but it had a moving mouth? Uh, it's just it's just essentially a glory hole wall, but he's solving detective crimes or whatever the fuck. It's Spinner, Paddlefoot, and a giant glory hole, dude. <laughs> That's all Clutch Cargo was. He was a fucking sailor that was really a glory hole. Um, so I sat down to record today. I'm sorry, my mouth, even my mouth now feels like it doesn't work right. It feels like there's spit in there and you're hearing it. And I understand I can be uh, kind of spitty and I don't mean to be and I try to go ahead and make sure that I'm not. But even worse, if your mouth is dry, then you guys are going to be like, oh my God, it's not this guy spitting fucking sand. Uh, but like I told you, that's the microphone because there's all sorts of dust and sand in the microphone because I haven't used it for how long? Oh Christ, I don't even want to look at it. Don't even, don't fucking put me on the timer because that's the thing is then I, that's when I go into the spin out where I'm just like, oh fuck, I haven't done this and I haven't talked and holy shit and how long has it been? It's been a calendar month. Has it been a calendar a month yet it has not uh but i haven't done anything so but all right but getting back to this whatever so i sat down here and I, i'm uh i'm ready to fucking talk and uh and so i i i tested out a few times and i have some false starts and i i you know jibber jabber for about five minutes and i stop and then i go all right well let's all right and i take a break i take a walk uh take a lap in my house because i'm a weirdo and then I sit there and I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'm like, fuck you. You got to do this. You're, you're feeling, you're feeling good. You're feeling groovy. Like Simon and Garfunkel would say right now. It's uh, well, and then I said, slow down. Don't move too fast. Oh my God. My voice made a, a fucking, did you hear that noise? And I don't want to even stop to cut it out because I have momentum now because I haven't done this fucking thing in how long and I'm going to stop and cut out that fucking noise. Let me write down where to edit it out from. Hold on. I'm going to write down. Uh, if you don't hear that noise, it's because I went back and I edited it out. Should I cut all this talking out too? Probably. No, I'm just going to leave it in there. So they're going to think, what could that noise have possibly been? What horrible thing climbed out of Mike's throat? It was, it sounded like a snake was emerging from my throat. No, it didn't. Cause the snake would go. Sss. It sounded more like a frog, like a burb up, you know, burp, 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 burp. I don't know. Uh, so I went to record here and like I said, I, I, I tested it out. I tried it. We were doing okay. And then, uh, I said, all right, I sat down and I plugged it in and I opened audacity and I, I hit record and a little window that came up said, uh, audacity error cannot recognize, uh, uh, f- record rate or record, uh, whatever the fuck. And I'm like, oh, don't whatever. It doesn't even matter what it said. It could have said, fuck you, Mike. You should have done a show three weeks ago. It could have said that literally it didn't matter what the fucking box said. It's not important what the dialogue was. All it meant was that all of a sudden after not done, having done this fucking forever and now literally this isn't even like the 11th hour. This is like the 33rd hour. Take the 11th hour where you think the things are crunch time and then multiply that by three. Because, again, this is three weeks out. I'm I'm over two weeks late with a show. Okay, I I did a show three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago. Jesus, fuck. What is wrong with me? What a terrible fucking turn of events. And that's the thing is all I want to do is talk about that. I want to fucking beat myself uh, senseless and and self-flagellate. But then I'm like, well, nobody wants to fucking hear that. These people want to tune in here a goddamn comedy show. I'm going to hear you whining about the fuck that you haven't done a fucking show in goddamn three weeks. Uh, They're well aware of the fact that you haven't done a show in three weeks. But now here I am talking about it because I spin off. And that's the thing is I want to go ahead and fucking give myself a hard time for it. But I know uh, the fucking four agreements and be kind with your language and whatever the fuck. And I'm not supposed to be mean to myself. But I just... Oh, man, just frozen. I don't fucking know how to explain it. So anyway, this box comes up on the screen and it's like, fuck you, Mike, you can't do a show or whatever. And I'm like, you dick. 
And and, to get, and I just laughed. I'm not joking. I laughed until I cried because I'm sitting at the desk and I'm like, well, finally, I'm sitting down. We're doing we're doing this. It's got to be fucking done. Let's do it. Let's let's you know what? Let's roll up our sleeves. Hold on. Let's go put on a shirt with long sleeves and then roll up our sleeves. That's what we have to do. I, I mean, I I find any reason not to do it. I'm, I'm like any food I can jam into my mouth. Hey, man, I, you know, I wonder if I could eat cloves. I should go chew on those for a while, right? Wouldn't that be good? Oh, no, my mouth is numb. I can't do a show. Fucking weirdo. Anything else to get in my own fucking way. It's bananas, and I don't fucking know how to explain it to you. Well, no, I, I know how to explain it to you. I've done a lot of thinking about it over the last three weeks. <laughs> Believe me, I have, I've had plenty of time to go ahead and analyze this shit and go, hey, why is this happening? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? I have some theories. I don't know if you care to hear them, quite frankly. I'm sure you're just like, no, please don't talk about yourself. Nobody wants to hear you talk about yourself. Just do something that's kind of funny, please. We're begging you at this fucking point because you haven't done anything in God knows how fucking long. Uh, and I've been doing Twitch. I still am on Twitch. And I don't know why that, that should mean anything to you guys. But in my brain, I'm like, well, you're doing two hours a day on Twitch. But I mean, you people don't want to see me on Twitch. That's I, The verdict has been delivered. I've got I've got like literally 15 to 20 people who come over and visit me on Twitch. The most I've ever had. And there was like 200 people once. And uh, and that, that is literally like one twentieth of the people listening to this fucking show. Uh, as far as I know, look, I don't know. I don't know anything about numbers. What the fuck do I know? That could have, that could have dwindled down. I probably, you know what? The same people who watch me on Twitch might be the only people downloading this podcast going forward. I have no fucking clue. You people are so nice. You're so tolerant and you're so fucking patient. And for what? For this, for me to regurgitate the same bullshit. And I don't mean to, that's what I'm saying. So that's what I do is I fucking tell myself, well, nah, you can't do that because people are waiting for a goddamn home run of a show. And then I, I make it where it's gotta be the best fucking show I ever did. And, and then, and then that just makes me not want to do it because if it's not the best show I ever did, then what's the point in even doing it? Because nobody wants to fucking listen to it. It is so weird how this fucking snuck up on me. I don't know why. I've become this person. I Look, it's always lived inside me. I have no work ethic and shit like that. We know this. And again, it's just me fucking jerking off and telling you the same guy thing, uh, guy thing all the time. I don't mean to do that. Anyway, so I'm fucking recording. The box comes up and it comes up like three times in a row, man. And finally, I like I unplugged everything. I, I had a fucking medium come in here and chant. I had someone just walk through my house with burning sage. I mean, like, just fucking please let me vomit out a show for these people just so nobody fucking stabs me. And again, like I said, you're all very kind and understanding. People have been sending me notes because I'll tell you this again. This is completely true. People text me. They're very nice. People send me emails. My buddy Blind George has sent me emails. He's like, hey, how you doing? What's going on over there? And uh, and our friend Fearful Jesuit is like, hey, man, his his get. He's about to do a wellness check on me because he's just like, hey, uh, you know, uh, just just checking in, buddy. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, hey, uh, do you uh, are you all right? <laughs> hey, man, if you want to talk, I'm here. <laughs> and he's he's very kind to reach out. And and as all of you are, people will send me notes and go, are you all right? What's going on? Uh, and again, I, I, I love that a lot more than the people who don't send a fucking note who are just like, well, fuck this guy, because it, it's. That's the thing is I've convinced myself that nobody really fucking cares anyway. So it's always nice, whatever. And I, I'm not saying to you guys, please rush to your keyboards and and type out a bunch of shit to me. You don't have to fucking do that. All right. I'm a, I'm a grown up. I don't need it. Everybody loves getting their hand held. Everybody loves getting jerked off or having their shoulders rubbed. I don't know why it's all equating to that, but it is. Uh, and you're all very kind. But I'm saying the people who have reached out and have sent me notes and to see how I'm doing or what I'm doing or, or where I'm doing it. And is everything OK? Um, thank you. You're all very nice. And and. I'm, I will fight this tooth and nail and I will conquer this bullshit. I will. It's just the past 16 months. Got to be right. What is that? 12, 14? No. Yeah. April 8th and then 8. Yeah. About 16, 17 months. Just, uh, 
just kind of just held up this weird mirror to society that made me go, man, nothing matters. Nothing matters. Like nothing's good and no one cares about anything. And I should just go. And and I, you know, I always walk that thin fucking line. Anyway, I've told you guys where I'm just like, man, this is all fucking horseshit. Uh, you know, people are genuinely unkind. I have my friend Suze. Suze! My friend Suze works. And uh, she's a medical professional. And she and I have started talking, reaching out. Because, again, it's I haven't seen her in, you know, fucking two years or 16 months or however fucking long it is. Because, again, she's busy. She's working all the fucking time. And then I'm she moves. She moved a little farther away, but she used to come down here. And then I would I would get to have lunch with her or see her at Pat's house, whatever. But now she's, uh, you know, she's swamped, man. And also nobody wants to fucking go anywhere because if you go somewhere, you're going to wind up getting the fucking hiv. And everybody's going to be like, holy shit, that guy's dead. Look at that dude. Uh, and so she, but she's dealing on the front lines with this stuff. So she calls me cause she works, uh, over graveyard. She'll, she'll be driving home at like three in the morning, three fifteen AM. And she reached out to me this is about a month ago. And she's like, Hey, are you up like late or what do you, what's going on with you? And I said, I really don't know. I said, at this point, who the fuck knows? I'm a late guy, but I'm, I'm trying to change that. So I can be in the gym in the morning. Some days I'm in the gym in the morning. Some days I'm not, um, I said, but text ahead of time. She goes, well, I want to call you like when I'm going home because I want to talk to you. It's, it's been forever. And I'm like, great. Um, but she and her husband, you know, they got when she's got time during the day, she wants to be with her husband and I don't blame her. Uh, so then at night is when she, and then, you know, she wants to call and, and it turns into uh, she'll call me and, and it'll be, you know, 3.30 a.m. And uh, and it's just I'll answer the phone and it, it might as well be her phone and my phone. It's It's just two wolves. And our phones are just a steak and each of us bites into that fucking steak. And we're trying to just tear it away from one another as we just go on and on about how it's over and how we, I, and she has to see it close up and firsthand. She has to see, you know, and she, she can only be vague about it, you know, because she's a fucking whatever the confidentiality and all that bullshit. But she's like, it's bad. She goes, we got a tent in the parking lot. She goes, it's just, it's just fucking ridiculous. And it's, it's people who come in and they, you know, they have it and then they deny that they have it and then they, but they want to get treated for it. It's fucking ridiculous. So I just, I find myself, uh, and this has been my, you know, my state of mind for, for, like I said, 16, 17 months. But I also, I don't want to be, when I got, the second I got vaccinated in April, I was like, all right, fuck this. I don't care anymore. Like, I don't, I don't want, we've talked about this before. I don't want to go up to people without masks and yell at them. I don't want to be a fucking nanny, a mask nanny and all that kind of bullshit. Um, but I, I, I look at the rest of society and I just, and I just go, man, it is, does it matter? Like, I mean, these I saw some woman in a produce section, like coughing on people. She, she was, these people had masks on and look, and the people with the masks on are filming her. And I don't know what the fuck. Just let this, if she's got no mask on, walk away, let her shop for fucking eggplants and kill a kid, whatever the fuck she wants to do with her life. You know, I, 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 it's terrible. I mean, I, again, I would love to just walk through a fucking Ralph's and just start clotheslining people who don't fucking obey the rules. I mean, that's fucking awesome. That appeals to me in a real fucking visceral way. But also, you know what appeals to me in a, in a much more visceral way? <laughs> Sitting in my house and doing nothing ever. I mean, nothing. One of the reasons I like being up late at night is is because, you know, from a, from at my apartment complex. Oh, fuck. I got to tell you this story, Ariel. From my apartment complex, from like 10.30 p.m. until 7 a.m., uh, there's not a fucking thing happening. Like you, you might, people might come home and you hear them walk to the courtyard and go to their house. But I just, I, I open all the windows and doors 
and it's uh, and there's a you know sometimes a breeze, and you just you just listen to fucking silence, and and I'll sometimes I'll read, sometimes I'll be online, sometimes I'll just sit for an hour in the dark, and just listen to nothing, and and I I gotta be honest, man, I fucking love it. I love it. I know that sounds ridiculous. I know you're because everything it's just it's just everything's so fucking noisy all the time. And that's and that's my fault. You know what I mean? I, I immerse myself in, in society and bullshit and 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 instead I just I you know what I, I want to be I'm the, you know who I am I'm a fucking I'm the Unabomber. But let me be the Unabomber. But you know what I'm the Unabomber. Who doesn't want to fucking bomb anybody? Let me just go live in a cabin, and and just fucking away from everybody in the in the quiet. Just and I'll, it'll be like a fucking Disney movie. I walk outside and like dragonflies will land on my shoulder. I'll like say hi, how you doing? What's up, Fred? How you doing, man? What's going on in the woods? And he'll be like, bzz, bzz, he'll fly off because he loves me. Ah, oh, Jesus, wouldn't that be great? You just fucking plant your flag. I mean, oftentimes I've, gone, I've done the house porn thing on Zillow where I'm looking for houses in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I was looking at houses in Connecticut and Maine the other day. I don't even know fucking why. Vermont. Because I'm like, you know what? What's far away? What is far away from everybody, man? How do I get as far away as fucking possible as I can from everyone and just... just and just fucking go Burgess Meredith and put on my glasses and read my books because there's time enough at last. Uh, but also I say that, but I also want to be able to walk out of my house and get fucking get a pizza or fucking watch movies or you have Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? It's just, I I don't know, man. I can't figure it out. So, I, so this, oh, so I was going to tell you this fucking story. So it's it's not even a story. It's an act. But it literally happened tonight. So how fortuitous this would happen tonight on the night I've decided to fucking record for you people. Um... Look, I, I don't, uh, I've mentioned before that my building is, is quiet. There's new people moving in all the time. Now there's dogs. There's like five dogs in my building now, which is awesome because now I think I want to get a dog. But then also I know if I get a dog, it's going to die. Some weird thing will happen. He'll like, he'll bite the wrong shoe and fucking pass away. And then what am I going to do with a dog corpse? You know what I mean? I don't want to take the garbage out. Uh, and I'll feel, I'll just cry. I'll literally, I'll just cry all day. I, I want to cry anyway with a, just, if a dog's alive, I'll cry all day when he comes up and he puts his like face on my leg. I'll be like, oh man, you love me? Really? You're the dude? And I'll just fucking hug him forever. And then he'll he'll pack his bags and leave. Imagine that. Imagine if I get a dog, right? And he and, and we I'm fucking friendly with him. We run around and we feed him all the time. And then I smother him with too much love. And then I wake up and he's got a little fucking doggy top hat on, holding his doggy suitcases, and he just walks out the door on his hind legs. <laughs> Can't take it, man. Adios. You are you are cramping my style and smothering me in ways I didn't even imagine a human could do. And he just fucking books, says goodbye to the other five dogs. And they're just like, yeah, we told you we warned you about that guy because he came out and petted us in his underwear. Fuck. Um, but my buildings, you know, I got the autistic guy upstairs, the whistlehead guy. I got uh, my buddy who smokes above my this is a all right. Look, there's a guy. I like this guy. He's lived in this building longer than me. Good guy. And like I said, if the shit comes down, he and I are going to be the ones who fucking have to protect this building because he's got all the guns and shit. Uh, and I don't know what I'll do. I'm going to, what, give me a gun and hide? I <laughs> can't do anything. I'm going to punch a zombie? It's not going to happen. But if there was a zombie apocalypse in my mind, I'm like, all right, at least he's here because I know he's got an arsenal in his fucking house. I'm like, we can take care of whatever the fuck. I don't know. And and I've already plotted out routes to go through the back, to go roof to roof, to try to go ahead and get to the grocery stores and steal as much as we can before the biker gangs roll in and they steal everything and the apocalypse starts. Um... 
By the way, I haven't talked to him about any of this. He has no idea that he's he's my go-to general. He, he has no idea that he's my partner if the shit hits the fan. He's probably thinking he's going to go escape and go back to Switzerland or wherever the fuck he's from. And I'm like, no, buddy, you and I are holding it down and defending the ambassador. You're not fucking going anywhere because my, my building's called the ambassador. <laughs> go ahead and you're not Google that now and try to find it. Uh, so uh, he, but the problem is now he's my friend. Nice guy. And when I say friends, like, hey, what's happening? We talk. Uh, but also he, you know what? He smokes, man. And, uh, and I look, he's a filthy European. Of course he's going to smoke those people. They don't give a fuck about their lungs and their lungs are bullshit. It's like, you know, we get the, they get the different electric over there and you got to get a fucking adapter. Their lungs are the same way. They don't breathe air like us. They might have fucking gills as far as I know in fucking England, but they're all fucked up, right? They're all insides are all screwed up and they smoke and they, and they have, you know, like over here we got fucking Marlboros over there. They got, you know, they're smoking pip pip Cheerios. There's not a filter on the fucking thing or anything. You know what I mean? They're just already, especially with Brexit. Now I'm sure they're all just rolling their own fucking cigarettes and they're going, Hey, you want to smoke a chim chim chiru? Well, of course I do. I'd like to be dead in an hour and not have any medicine because it's in France because we signed a fucking piece of paper that says France can't send us any medicine anymore because we're supposed to be independent and take care of our own bullshit. God damn it. You English. What the fuck did you do to yourselves? You, you ruined it. You dropped your fucking bloomers. Didn't you? And you got bent over by a guy in a stupid haircut, just like us. You just wanted to be like us. We split from you, and uh, and we fucking started our own thing, and so you've kind of followed the trend with us for a while, even though in America, all we do is have English envy. That's all we do is we fucking, everybody wants to talk like you. Any American chick will fuck you if you have that fucking accent. It doesn't matter. You come over here with your fucking, uh, uh, your lilt, whatever the fuck you want to call it, your little, and I'm not talking like cock, no chimney sweep's going to get laid over here, but if you sound like half a duke, you're going to get fucked all the time here. It's fucking crazy. Any fucking sorority chick, anybody who, any girl, anyone, you can fucking charm the goddamn fucking panties off of them just by talking about your fucking, uh, your water closet. And they're going to like, oh my God. And you go, yes, oh, I had to ride up in the lift is what I had to do. And then you just will never hear another word from you because you'll just be pussy smothered as she launches herself and fucking straddles your face. God damn you, English. And then you had it all. Didn't you almost have it all? I think you did. You could have come over here and fucked anybody you wanted. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we want to be like America. That's what we want to do, right? And so we inv- we fucking elect a haircut as our fucking king. And then you're like, hey, man, let's why don't we vote for a haircut? And you you vote for this Daryl Hammond looking motherfucker. He, he literally, you know what he looks like? I swear to God, Boris Johnson looks like Daryl Hammond fell asleep in the Donald Trump makeup and woke up after the fucking Saturday Night Live after party. That, that dude, and he's shell-shocked. He even has that look on his face, just that weird fucking, like, like you know Ricky Gervais looks at Boris Johnson and goes, why the fuck didn't I think of that? You know what I mean? Because he's just, he's such a fucking absurd character, man. And you guys vote for that? And I can't, again, I can't even be mad at you because we did the same fucking thing. And I want I want to know if we led you down the primrose path of voting for a stupid haircut. I have no fucking clue. But now that fucking guy convinces all of you. He's like, well, here's, here's it is, right? We don't need anybody else. We're England, right? We, we got curry takeaways, we got we got football, we got uh, Manchester United, and uh, all right, and it's, uh, that's it then, right? Close the gates! And then you're like, we got a queen, we got another queen, we got a corgi, we got four princes, uh, we close the gates! Uh, I don't know why Mark Maron is there. And uh, we got those uh, uh, gods that wear the, uh, uh, the uh, 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 Q-tip helmet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why Marv Weber showed up. Uh, and then you voted for Brexit and look what happened to you fucking idiots. Look what happened to you motherfuckers. You got nothing. Yeah. 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 You, you fucking, you outsourced all your dog belly rubs. You got no more, uh, uh, dishwashing detergent. 
Every time I, see, I go online, I see some fucking... Everybody's like, uh, we're in the store, right? Uh, look at the shelves. Look at all the shelves. <laughs> Michael Caine is there. Uh, we're in the store, and uh, look at the shelves. And then there's nothing on the shelf. There's like a biscuit and a crumpet and, and four bags of tea. And then there's a pack of ravenous assholes outside want to fight over it. They want to, they can't even they can't even be fucking deterred. They want to break in and have a crumpet fight. You fucking idiots! What did you do to your country? <sighs> and, and don't write me and be like, uh, hey, you don't know. You, you, if you were over here, you'd say it's a lovely uh, place and uh, we, we spend for ourselves. Uh, rule Britannia! Shut the fuck up. Admit you made a mistake. We admit we made a mistake. We kicked the fucking idiot out. Now we got this fucking pudding head running everything, and who the fuck cares, right? And that guy, I, 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 and look, I voted for the pudding head. I'm on board with the pudding head because at least the pudding head is like he, he's, he's coming up with some great things that he's gonna. He's like, hey man, what if we just gave a bunch of money to the infrastructure? And uh, I don't know if you're aware of our country. There's now two people who have preventing. It used to be like the entire Republican Party was in charge of keeping anything good from happening in our country. That was their deal, um, but now. We kind of we did an end around and we somehow gained the Senate and there was some bullshit and with some uh, wham, bam, magic. Sam, look at us. We're in control now. Right. Look at these. Look at the Democrats. They're getting it done. I don't want to say us. Um, and then what happens is two people, some fucking hillbilly from Virginia and some cunt from Arizona are just like, well, wait a second. We don't know if you we want to do it. And, and they and they're impeding all the progress like there's. This country is 60-40 in favor of vaccinations and 60-40 in flavor, uh, flavor in favor of infrastructure. They wanted to get out of Afghanistan. All the things that we wanted to do that we did. Uh, but then these these two fuckheads, like if you're in West Virginia, all right, listen to me. I'm, I'm speaking directly to you, West Virginians. I don't know if you can hear me this deep in the coal mine. Are you even still mining coal? You know we're not using it anymore, right? The, o- the only thing coal is used for is so you assholes have something to go for on Halloween. Literally, the chief purpose of coal these days in America is to provide blackface for you hillbillies when you go try to get free candy from people in the fucking Ozarks. Jesus, fuck. But no, now everybody out there is doing their fucking stupid dance and pretending that they support this guy or they don't support that guy or what the fuck are we going to do now? I don't, I don't, and I, I don't want to care. As I've said this many, many times before, I don't want to give a shit about any of this. I, I want, yeah, all right, look, here, I got vaccinated in April, right? And uh, and as far as for me, uh, COVID was in my rearview mirror. I was done. That was it. I didn't have to worry about this shit anymore. I'm like, I'm fine. Started going to the gym. Do I wear a mask at the gym? I don't. Do I wear a mask in my car? I don't. Do I wear a mask when I go to the store? Well, I didn't until the shit hit the fan again. And they went ahead and make it a rule here where everybody's got to wear the fucking mask again because the Delta variant showed up or whatever the fuck. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Blutarski. So that fucking happened. And everybody's just like, oh, we got to wear masks again. Uh. And look. This is another reason why I haven't done a show and why I talk myself out of doing a show because it always comes to this because this is all this is the main this is the biggest thing in our world right now. It still is assholes who won't get vaccinated. People who want to yell at them because they won't get vaccinated. People who are vaccinated and are smug about it. I mean, it's just like, fuck, I, I don't just it, it's like you just just help people. I don't understand stand why you wouldn't just fucking help people. It just it just drives me uh Oh, fuck, whatever. I, and I will be honest, I don't know. There's stuff I don't even know if I even told you this shit. Because, you know, my life's going on for three weeks and my life went on for weeks before that. And there's stuff that I don't know if you mentioned to you. Uh, I mentioned that a fucking guy at the grocery store or not the grocery store at the 7-Eleven that I brought in and I bought him a bunch of stuff. And like, and it's, I felt like such an idiot. He's outside and he's like, sir, you know, can I have some cash or whatever? And he's like, I'm really hungry. And I'm like, are you hungry? And he goes, yeah, and I go, come on and I'll buy you something. He's like, what? Oh, my gosh. And this dude, you know who he looked like? Um, 
Kenneth the Page on Thirty Rock. I mean, this dude he he was uh he was just a nondescript blonde white dude, and I mean, but I'm not you know that's the thing is I don't want to be. It's not the Donner 98 homeless beauty show. You know what I mean? Beauty pad. I'm not trying to be like Rip Taylor is like, you are homeless and you aren't homeless and you're just trying to get over on me. Uh, it just so happened I was heading in and the guy caught me and he, he, he started into his fucking sob story. He had a beat up suitcase with him, which was fucking bananas. I'm like, what are you, Woody Guthrie? What the fuck are you doing? You got a guitar case and a fucking suitcase? What the fuck, man? He literally had both. And I'm, I wanted to go. It's a thing again where like, uh, 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 you know, my buddy Jimmy has done a, th- a bit on stage about a homeless guy with a dog. I see a homeless guy with a guitar and I'm just like, in my I'm like, is that your best fucking thing you should be lugging around? But I mean, I don't. What, but who am I going to judge a fucking homeless guy? You want to carry a fucking? You could have a fucking recorder. You could have a flute. Maybe he goes on the street corner and he plays the git box and he gets fucking cash for it. Maybe he's good. I don't know. But he's also he struck me as one of those dudes who's always like thirty seconds away from going. Hey man, I'll give you that guitar. You know what I mean? Like he like he pinched it out of somebody's fucking car or whatever. I don't know. He could have been a scammer, but it didn't matter to me. I don't give a fuck. Help somebody. So he's hungry. And, uh, and I, you know, we, so we went into seven 11 and he, first of all, I said, do you want something? Come in, I'll buy it for you. And he's like, Oh my gosh. He had kind of a country accent too. You would do that. Oh my gosh. You don't, Oh, I can't believe it. Well, thank you. And I go, great. Well, let's go. Oh, I just, Oh man, I can't, you know, it's funny cause I stay out here all day, you know, and then I feel so bad about talking to people. And now I'm like, look, dude, do you, <laughs> Do you want a fucking a ho-ho or do you not want a ho-ho? Let's fucking go into 7-Eleven and get you some shit to eat. Whatever you want. Let's go. But I'm trying not to, you know, I'm just trying to be nice and help. But at the same time, I'm still me. Uh, uh, you know what, sir? Oh, my God. It's so nice that you would do this. You know, so many people walk by all the time and they don't want. And because again, and then it dawns on me. I'm like, you know what? This guy wants a friend. And we've talked about it before with homeless people. If you look him in the eye. And you say, sorry, sir, or I can't help you. Or what can I do? It, 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 just recognizing someone and speaking to them like a human being can be currency. But that's the thing is, I, I don't want to have tea with the fucking hobo. You know what I mean? It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, let's get you your fucking food or whatever the fuck you want. Because also, look, uh, I stopped at 7-Eleven because I don't know if you're aware of this. It's a convenience store. So I was stopping in to conveniently get myself a bottle of water and conveniently get in my car and conveniently get the fuck out of here. And I mean, bang, fucking bang. I don't want to be sitting here all goddamn day. I don't want to be going up and down the aisles of 7-Eleven with you as you fucking pick out whatever your fucking trophy lunch is going to be. Just what do you want? Let's go. But I and I know it seems ridiculous because, again, I'm trying to help a guy. And also, I'm not yelling at him. I'm not talking to him like this. I'm not, you know, he puts out his hand. He gives me a handshake. And I go, great. And he's like, well, I should bring my suitcase in and my guitar, too. And I'm like, whatever you got to do. I go, let's go. So I hold the door. He comes in. And then what's funny, too, is you ever go to these joints? You know, those dudes are there all the time. There's signs outside that'll say stuff like, hey, man, don't help solicitors. What the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Which seems strong. But uh, you know what? Nothing's wrong with me. If somebody wants to eat something or somebody wants to be taken care of, or if I see somebody and make eye contact and I think they want to have some fucking cup of noodles, then I'll fucking buy them a cup of noodles. If I got enough money to buy them a cup of noodles, I don't fucking know. Because I'm not usually flush. You know what I mean? If I happen to have some spare money, guess what? Good luck. (laughs) Good luck to you, sir. You've caught me on the best day. Here's your cup of noodles. But sometimes I got nothing. And it's just like, sorry, dude, can't help you. So uh, 
you walk into the cashiers, give you the fucking side eye because they can't believe you're bringing in dirt bag to go ahead and shop. And they're just like, they give you a look like, because they usually just want to say to him, no, you no, can't come in. You cannot come in. But he came in with me and they saw me holding the door for him. And so I'm a customer and they're like, uh, so that, but then he's got, and he had a suitcase. When I say he had a suitcase, guys, he didn't have like the little roller bag. He had the big ass fucking roller bag. The one where in my brain, I'm like, wait a minute, does he have like another homeless guy in there too? Is this some kind of puppet show? They sleep in there and the other guy does the begging. They're on 12 hour shifts. I have no fucking clue. It's it's a big fucking, uh, it's a wonderful life steamer trunk. You know what I mean? It, it, it might as well have had stickers for fucking Tahiti and Cucamonga on it. It's fucking gigantic. So they roll, he brings it in, he rolls it in. It's fucking, it's heavy as fuck too. Cause it makes a noise when it just goes through that, that 7-Eleven like, kong, kong. it sounds like a car going over a speed bump. He rolls that in, he brings the guitar in, and he puts them off into the fucking corner. And I'm, I'm just like, all right. And so then I go, get what you want. It's fine. Uh, and so I'm there now, so I, I've got to get myself a bottle of water. And then I thought, well, if I'm there, I'm going to look for weird chips, because I will do that occasionally. 7-Eleven sometimes gets the weird chips, and there were Lay's summer weird chips. There was the uh, the Lay's Funyun-flavored potato chips, the Lay's Cool Ranch Dorito-flavored potato chips, and the Lay's cheetos flavored potato chips. Now I know I'm not supposed to buy Lay's because there's a strike at the factory and I need to hear more about that bullshit. Please by all means on Facebook or in my, in my fucking Twitter feed, please tell me that Nabisco's on strike. I know they are. I know. And, uh, and you know what? Viva Zapata or whatever the fuck. Hey, Hey, here's a Che Guevara shirt on. I'm rooting for you guys. And, uh, I'll get I'll Norma Ray and climb the counter and ring the bell, but I just wanted a bag of chips. And I, I, again, I, I'm not saying, look, I support your cause and it's not like I'm buying Nabisco every fucking day, but I wanted to buy those chips. So in my brain, I'm like, but I know the people are out there going, you can't, you can't buy any Nabisco products. You can't buy any Lay's because they, you know, they, they're killing the, the people on the fucking assembly line. And I'm just like, yeah, that man, that's fucking awful here. Hold on. Let me Google that on my iPhone that was built by four Chinese kids with their dying breath. Let me see if I can go ahead and find any information on the Nabisco strike. I can't save the fucking world all the goddamn time. I keep getting emails. The dumbest thing I ever did was my fucking, I don't know how they got my email address, but the Democrats or whoever the fuck, you know, man, I I live in California. So I I just voted in the recall election and I voted no, obviously. Uh, And and we won. We did what we were supposed to do. And that's fine. There you go. That's my civic duty. I voted no. Newsom still runs it. He can go have fucking goose ass at the French laundry for $8 billion and, and let me eat cake and whatever the fuck he wants to do. Uh, I, that that's fine, but that's cause I live in California and it's my job to vote in California. It's my job to care about what California does. Now I care about the United States too, to a certain extent, but at the same time, uh, I, I care about it. Like I care about seeing someone who's going to jump off of a building. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, uh, like California is like someone I'm holding hands with. All right. But the United States is a guy on the roof of a building and I'm, uh, and I look, I don't want this guy to jump. I think that would be terrible. It would be an awful thing. And I can't imagine putting myself in the headspace he must be in to climb out on the 16th floor and threaten to take a fucking swan dive. But at the same time, if he does take the swan dive, he's going to wind up street pizza and I'm going to look at him and go, boy, that was fucked. And I can't believe I watched that. And then I'm going to leave. I'm going to go away and go eat a sandwich from a taco cart or whatever the fuck. That's the United States. Because honestly, it's 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 because the United I'll tell you what, the United States keeps climbing out on the ledge and keeps threatening to jump like every fucking day. And I'm supposed to do something about it all the fucking time. 
And I know this is narcissistic or selfish or whatever, just me thinking about me. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I mean, I have nothing else to care about except myself. I have no kids. I got no fucking significant other. So it's like, that's how I look at it. I don't, I, I care for the world around me. I'm a citizen of the world and I want people to be happy and good. Uh, but at the same time, don't send me fucking emails telling me that I have to send money to the congressional race in fucking Alabama or whatever the fuck. It's like, I get them all the time. All these ridiculous fucking emails from people at the Democratic Party or whatever the fuck, and they're just like, oh, it's from Val Demings. Val Demings here. Mike, where have you been? We've been trying to get a hold of you. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't at my desk waiting to get a, a note from Georgia telling me to vote again or give money again to the people who got voted in and didn't do a fucking thing this time. You know, Raphael Warnock's going to get primaried and a lot of bad things are going to happen. Well, then you guys better fucking step on it. You better start going door to door in fucking Georgia and collect some peanut money from those hillbilly motherfuckers. Find some barefoot dude to give you something out of his moonshine jar because I took care of California. We voted against the recall. So step off, man. You know, I don't want to fucking keep being told like Texas. Look, hey, man, I you live in Texas. Good for you. And uh, and if you if you voted for this bullshit that's going on. I don't understand you. I don't fucking get it, but you live in Texas. And if that's what you want Texas to be, whatever. But now, of course, they try to backdoor it where they're like, ah, oh, but you know, the Texas ruling leads to a rule where they can challenge the abortion ruling on a national level. And it's like, I, all right, well, I blame John Adams for putting all of these trap doors into the constitution that lets these guys fucking worm their way around. Blame me, the fucking relentless army of devil's advocate, Al Pacino, Keanu Reeves, fucking lawyers who won't stop throwing paperwork at everything, trying to get shit taken away in the name of Jesus and whoever else lives in the fucking sky. All this evangelical Christian bullshit. That's nonsense and goes nowhere. And there's people here who don't fucking believe it. But yet still, again, it's that dumb shit where people (laughs) they're like, oh man, we hate abortion. I'm like, yeah, man, I totally hate abortion. They're like, cool. Then let's outlaw abortion. I'm like, well, nah, I mean, it it doesn't have anything to do with me really. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that women can have choice and, and you know, uh, they can make sure that their own bodies are taken care of by whatever they want to do for themselves. Well, no, you don't understand. Uh, if they wind up killing a kid, then it's, it's terrible. You've murdered a baby. Well, not really. It's, it's kind of a, it's, it's, well, first of all, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what I think. What matters is uh, that it's a woman and she has agency over her own body and she can do whatever the fuck she wants. The only person she needs to have a discussion with, quite frankly, is uh, whoever helped her put that clump of cells inside of her baby house. And uh, and the two of them can have a long discussion about what's going to happen. And and that's that. And that has nothing to do with me. And it has nothing to do with you, her neighbor. You Gladys Kravitz peeking in the window, motherfucker. It doesn't have anything to do with you. You fat John Haggerty fucking standing on a street corner with a Bible yelling at people, motherfucker. Just let these people hash it out. Well, no, no, I, I, we know what's best. I know what Jesus would want. Well, I, I don't, I don't think that at all. I, I don't think Jesus is sending you down here. You don't even floss. He's going to trust you. You fuckhead. Ridiculous. I don't. And that's the thing is it's like this all, all the things I'm saying sound like common sense to me. And I guarantee there's someone completely either listening now or somebody on the other side of it just thinking that everything I'm saying is barbaric and stupid and wrong. And we have to save people from themselves and you have to step in and make these decisions for people. And it's just like, I don't know, man, if you want if you want autonomy for people and you want people to make their own fucking decisions, then stay the fuck off. You want people to make their own decisions until they're the decisions that a woman would make. Basically, I, I you know, that's just it. I, this This country hates women so much. I can't decide who they hate more women or black people. I can't. It's just like this weird 
you know, and, and uh, it's like a horse. It's like, it's like a horse race. It's like, yeah, they come spinning out of the churn. Whole women still leading with black people coming up the outside. And here come trans people. Trans people are making a run here at the end. It's women. It's black people. It's trans people. We are heading down to the wire. And I mean, it's like, and believe me, that race is never going to run out of horses because there's so many people here who hate so many fucking other things. It's fucking crazy. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I never fucking will. But it's just it's just nonsense. And and oh, so anyway, so, how the fuck did I spin off into this bullshit? You know, it's funny. Every time I don't do a show, I'm just like, well, I got nothing to say. Nobody wants to hear my bullshit. And, and that might be true. I, I might just look, I might just be throwing a lot of bullshit out there and nobody wants to fucking hear it. But at least I'm throwing it out there. Right. Isn't that it? All you got to do is step up to the plate. Just just get back in the game, buddy. Have somebody come up and tozzle your hair and go, hey, do me a favor. Talk about abortion on a fucking podcast that nobody's going to listen to. That'd be great. You hope people will support you and then they don't. Yay. Oh, who am I kidding? Everybody supports me. I'm the one letting people down. Uh, so I so I bring this guy with fucking eight pieces of luggage into 7-Eleven and I'm like, get what you want. And, uh, and so I'm going to get myself like the chips. I'm looking for weird chips. I go grab a bottle of water and uh, and the guy and this dude he's just kind of walking around aimlessly. Like he's, he's, uh, he still appears to be overwhelmed by my generosity. <laughs> like he's still like, it's like, I look, man, it's just seven 11. You know, I'm, I'm not Willy Wonka. We're not through the magic door and I'm not going to say, come with me, uh, to a world of pure imagination, get a hot dog and let's get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, but again, I can't say that to this guy. I'm trying to be nice and do a nice thing, but I can't go, Hey, get your hot dog and let's get the fuck out. Uh, but he's literally just kind of, I, I'm not joking. When I say he's walking around bewildered, he's just like, wow, like he's never been in the in, on the inside of a 7-Eleven before. Like he's only parked on the outside and he's never allowed inside. And then he comes in and he sees like the hot dogs on the little roller. And he's like, oh, and he looks over and there's like burritos. And he's like, what? Huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and then in my head, I'm like, is he high or is he like autistic? Like I can't figure out what the fuck's going on because he's. Maybe it was something like outside in the sun, he could function. You know what I mean? If he was having natural light and vitamin D, that was fine. But the second you get inside under that light bar bulb farm, you know, that fucking horrible track lighting or whatever the fuck they got inside 7-Eleven, that real, that ominous white glow. Uh, maybe it fucking did something to his brain, but he's just kind of walking and he's just looking around and he kind of has a burrito and he's like, oh, and I go, all right, well, are you gonna, you getting that? And he's just like, yeah, I maybe, but I might get a hot dog. I don't know. And, uh, and again, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a nice person. I'm trying to do a nice thing here, but also I just, I know I just want to go. I, I want to drink my water and go. I got to go home. I got, I literally have things to do, believe it or not. Whether, even if those things mean just, I've got to go sit in my house and not do my job. I still have something to do. Uh, and I go, we'll get the burrito. That's fine. And he goes, well, I might get a hot dog. I'll get both. And he's like, what? What do you, what do you mean? I said, if you want a hot dog, if you want a burrito for later and get a hot dog now, then whatever you want to do is fine. Get, get what you want. Oh no, I, I, I couldn't do that. You're, you're being very nice. And I couldn't, and I go, look, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, get what you want. I don't care. And he's like, well, I I go, well, within reason I go, don't buy 10 burritos. I go, but if you want, if you want a burrito and for later and a hot dog now, that's fine. You want a bag of chips? Get it. I said, you want a beer? Get it. And dudes, 
that was the word that snapped him out of the floating through the fucking 7-Eleven as if he were in some sort of magical land. I was like, you want a beer? And he snapped to attention like, and uh, I'm like, if you want a beer, grab that. You want a soda, grab that, whatever you want. He's like, oh, wow. And, and now I've overwhelmed him with choices. Now, it should just say, get that burrito. We're getting the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? It's like having your kid when you bring him in the fucking store. You know what this dude was? <laughs> this dude was Spalding from Caddyshack. I want a burrito. No, two burritos and a hot dog and a hamburger and a cheeseburger. You'll get nothing and like it. You fucking ridiculous, woody, Guthrie luggage, goddamn guitar, weird Bob Dylan hobo. What the fuck? You look like Dave Foley playing a hobo character. Get your shit and let's get the fuck out of here, man. No good deed goes unpunished. I'm in a fucking 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, again, you should never spend more than 7 or 11 seconds in there. You grab your shit, you pay, you're out. It's the whole fucking point. If you're shopping in a 7-Eleven, things have gone awry. Things have gone terribly awry in your life. If you walk into 7-Eleven and you're like, hey, man, you guys got like a card or a handbasket? Oh, no. It's like that happens at Walgreens. I'll go to Walgreens to grab a fucking chocolate bar because I'm fat or just anything. I'll just go to whatever the fuck I need. I had vitamins, lip balm, whatever the fuck, because that's all it's for. You walk in, you're like, hey, vitamins out. Hey, look at this lip balm gone. Now, great Benny and Alice. They'll say hi to them. They're super nice. But I just you bust in, you bust out. Nobody's nobody's leisurely walking through the Walgreens. I mean, I've done that before. Let's put it say when me and my ex, we loved Walgreens. You would just go in and just try to find like weird prizes or treasures on the fucking shelf, some weird candy or some chip or some some nonsense because, uh, you know, we bonded over that kind of thing. And I fucking loved it. And again, they, they've got the hum of the electric lighting, too, and that'll fucking just sap your will to live. But at least you're going around and you're finding some sort of fucking cacao nib chocolate bar that you can try for fucking 80 cents. Yay. Let's give this a day in court. Uh, but you got a purpose. There's a zip. There's a pep in your step. You walk in at Walgreens, you get shit. But then have you ever gone to Walgreens and you see, because look, I'll go to my Walgreens. There's carts. There's like five carts. And I'm like, why are there carts in Walgreens? And you think that until you get behind the person in line with the cart. Oh my God, is that fucking outrageous? What are you doing shopping at Walgreens? You should never use a cart at Walgreens. This is completely true. The Walgreens cart, it's covered with AIDS. Didn't you know this? That's why there's a farm. It keeps people in business. You should avoid the Walgreens cart because it's covered in AIDS. They're just It's just a way to keep you coming back and having to go get the goddamn medicine. But no, you grabbed it so you could buy what? You're walking up down the aisle getting hair dye and fucking baby shit and fucking, uh, you know, vitamins and cold medicine. Like, you can carry that shit. Nobody needs a fucking cart. But then people get like five cases of water at Walgreens, which is $8,000. There's a Ralph's across the street. You can get fucking a case of water for three bucks. But these people are buying Dasani too, which is disgusting. I wouldn't bathe in Dasani. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fill my toilet with fucking Dasani. It's disgusting. Get Aquafina, which is, which is also a knockoff bad brand. If you can't get Crystal Guys or get the Aquafina, don't get fucking Perrier because it's too soft. It's weird. Or no, Evian's the soft one. Blah. Evian Perrier is all fucking juicy, right? It's got the fucking bubbles, but Evian is like super soft. When you drink it, it's like drinking silk or, or, or drinking salad dressing. It's got that same like consistency of just smooth. Ugh, I hate it. Uh, get crystal geyser. It's fucking refreshing. It's a good water. It doesn't taste like a rock, like fucking arrowhead. Anyway, so you get in Walgreens, you get behind these people at a fucking cart or even more. You know, what's worse than the fucking cart people at Walgreens. God damn, what am I, fucking Richard Jenny from 1988? <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, it's worse than the cart the card people over at Walgreens. I'll tell you what. Yeah, what about when people write a check when you're in line? Oh, my God, I need a price check. I need a price check on aisle seven. <laughs> so what else is going on? Shut up, weird old hack. 
Uh, not that Jenny was a hack back then. It made sense to do that, but I'm doing it in 2021 for fuck's sake. No, uh, when you get in line, the, the cart sucks, but also, you know what I hate? Dude, this is a new phenomenon. You ever get somebody, and this usually happens around the holidays, usually. Uh, I'm going to say usually one more time, usually. Uh, this happens around the holidays. And um, the people who will buy like 10 to 15 gift cards, and then they have to put an amount on it, and then they 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 ask it, and then you got to put your phone number in, and then you've got it. Then they try to pay with their card, and they try to use their Walgreens. It's just like, dude, look, just give cash. What what kind of a fucking weirdo are you? Nobody wants a fucking Applebee's gift card that you bought at Walgreens. There's no more. There's literally no more American transaction than you buying a twenty five dollar Applebee's gift card at Walgreens. What just just fucking buy a gun and eat that bullet. Get a lead salad going, baby, because you know what? Fucking Applebee's is the death of the world. And then you fucking do it at Walgreens. You make people wait in line when you put 25 bucks on an Applebee's gift card so you can buy a, a fucking, you know, a, a, a whoop-de-scoop French fry plate or whatever the fuck they got. Riblets that they invented. Not even fucking real meat. It's not even a rib. Like, you because know, you can, look, I go, you can get ribs. There's places you can get ribs. There's baby back ribs, which are bullshit, and they've got a song and all that, a chilies or whatever the fuck. But there are, you know, there's short ribs. There's ribs. But then riblets are all, that's just, you just, you found some part of the animal nobody was using and you got it for cheap and you soaked it in a fucking sugary sauce and people choke it down. You fucking Applebee's monsters. And now you're ruining my life with this fucking commercial during football. What the fuck happened? This, you seen this Applebee's commercial? And again, I know I'm, I'm such a fucking old hack at this point, but it's like, I saw this Applebee's commercial. cause I don't, I don't usually want, again, I don't watch TV as you know, but with sports, I'll watch it. And so you're, you're forced with the UFC and shit. They'll make you watch the commercials. And there's some Applebee's commercial that's like a country song and people do a dance to it. And uh, it's just it's it's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen because it's because it's a real song. It's not some bullshit where it's, you know, because normally they'll be those. They'll do that dumb shit where there's like, I got to go buy me some corn pudding. Do 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 Applebee's, you know, that dumb shit. But this is like a real song. And then they do a dance to it, I think. And it's like split screen and it's like and it's got kind of hot girls dancing and and uh, I guess probably hot dudes, I suppose, if, if you're into that sort of thing. And guys with like bristly mustaches that should be selling you paper towels and shit. And they're all dancing with chicks on porches. And again, it's that dumb because that's what they're trying to appeal to. You know, they're trying to appeal to everybody in this world who thinks that the 2000 fucking 20 election was a voter fraud situation. You know what I mean? That's that's who that commercial is for. No self-respecting, thought-provoking human being is going, oh yeah, no, I gotta go eat garbage at Applebee's now because of this dumb country song and this bad square dance. That That is a package no one ever wants to confront. You just, but in, but you know there are dumb fucking people out there whose teeth are in a glass who are just like, oh, mom, grab my teeth. Gotta go sing the song and dance the dance the dance. Fucking terrible, man. And it's on all the goddamn time. It's like it's again. It's that relentless thing. It's as bad as the fucking AT and T commercials with the chick uh, Malena Velasca. I forget her name. That poor girl. She's she's a beautiful girl. She's in these AT and T commercials, and and she can't go anywhere because people are harassing her on social media because of what she looks like in her body. What a fucking terrible country. What just you know what America? Jump. I'm looking at you up there on the 16th floor ledge. You're doing your fucking Applebee's dance. And you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it this time. And then you'll scrape up my riblets. D, 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 Apple, Applebee's. Jump. 
stop the guy down there yelling jump in America. Just fucking leave it. You know what? This country needs to end in a splat quick. Fucking unreal. So I'm in the 7-Eleven with this fucking idiot. And, and I, again, I'm sure, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Down on his luck. Got his git box in his fucking suitcase. Uh, and I'm just, I just want to get you a hot dog, dude. That's all I want to get you. So I, so I say beer and his fucking face. I think I heard a heavenly choir. I don't know where it came from because I don't think heaven cared that much about our situation. Maybe it was him somehow. Maybe his breathing changed slightly to where it sounded like angels singing. I don't know. But his face lit up as if there were some sort of Klieg light that had been shown on it. Sure, they got that shitty track lighting and that horrible fucking humming white noise fucking light bulbs that they got up top that you'd normally see somebody hitting Nick Gage over the head with in a GCW match at a fucking death match. The kind of light bulb that almost killed David Arquette. They're shining down on you, just ruining your life second by second. And this fucking dude, I don't know, there was some sort of heavenly light. Something came bursting through the window. I don't know if it was sunlight. I don't know if it was Jesus himself uh, just, just fucking opening a compact and shining the mirror on this dude. But when I said you could get a beer, a soda, whatever the fuck you want, and he's just like, <gasps> and he looks at me and he's, uh, well, I, I don't, I don't know what I, what I want, but I, I, are you serious? I said, yes. He goes, well, all, all right, well, I, I don't want, I don't want to, over, over, to, to do too much here. I don't. And then I, you know, I feel bad because he understand what he's doing. All right. But I'm, cause I'm trying to convey to him. Like he think he might think it's a trap. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, dude, it wasn't too long ago in this country. We were giving bums $10 to fight on video. Okay, so he, this could be me playing some fucking long con on this guy. You know what I mean? He has no idea if all of a sudden we're going to get to the counter. I'm going to go, <laughs> well, you think I'm really paying for that shit? <laughs> Fuck you. You know what I mean? Just some fucking idiot who's just trying to play a, run a game on him. And and if you're if you're begging on the street, I got to imagine you don't trust a lot of people, you know, and and, and rightfully fucking so. Because someone's going to shiv you and steal your fucking your your <laughs> fucking guitar. Terrible. Guy's just sleeping under a tree, hugging his guitar. So I so he he just double clutched. Not even double. He he quintuple clutched. I I I I I might I might do that if you, if you don't mind. I just and I, and I'm stuttering and I'm like, dude, listen. I go get whatever you want. I go I'm, I, and I, and now there's people. All right, there's a line of people checking out. And, uh, and we're by the hot dog. If you've ever been to 7-Eleven, they're pretty much the same way. The the hot dog and nacho pizza station. By the way, 7-Eleven sells pizza now. Have you fucking seen that? What what, what a fucking war crime that is. Jesus Christ. I thought, I thought you, go look at this pizza and tell me it's not against the Geneva Convention. Jesus fuck is this pizza. It's just, it is terrible. It, it You know what? It looks like America jumped off a ledge. I mean, it's that fucking disgusting. Because here's what they do. It's not like <laughs> something 7-Eleven's like, manja, manja, we make it the good pizza. And they, they got a fucking Italian chef in the back. I mean, they just fucking pull some bullshit out of the deep freeze and they put a fucking, you know, they light a Bic lighter on it for fucking two hours and they throw it in the case for nine hours and they sell it by the slice. My favorite thing, too, is they also sell it whole. If you think to yourself, ah, oh, you know what? I really hate myself. <laughs> I'm tired of hating myself in segments. I'm going to hate myself in a whole fucking circle. Just give me the whole goddamn thing. You know what? Don't wrap it up. I'm just going to fold it up like a big fucking sadness taco and choke it down my goddamn gullet right here, right now in front of everybody. Holy shit. Step out of the way. Watch out for flying what might be tomatoes. <laughs> Disgusting. I mean, I, I saw it in the fucking, it literally looks so bad. It, it, it the pizza, 
the pizza in 7-Eleven in the fucking the, the warmer. It just it looks like a before photo for for some sort of pizza restaurant. It's like, are you tired of sadness pizza? And they're like, wah, wah. well, come to our place. And then they've got a, a like a pizza with like a ding on a ding. You know, like the fucking Internet chums, the inner circle bullshit that we did before. They're just like, ah, try our fancy pizza. Ding. Whereas over here, it's just like, oh, that pizza's seen some things. <laughs> that fucking 7-Eleven pizza. That is, it's like if divorce was a pizza, it's the 7-Eleven pizza. It's just it's just in there. It's overheated and it is it is tasteless and and horrible. And it will leave you if you eat it. It will leave you sick and wondering why you ever did this. That's it's the divorce of pizzas. <laughs> so fucking bad. So we're standing there. We're by the fucking pizza cooler. And then there's not. They got all the hot food now. I don't know what the fuck 7-Eleven's doing. Jesus Christ. Is there is there a dollar you could leave unclaimed 7-Eleven? What's next? You're going to have soup. Is there some pasta, some shit you want to wheel out? They got hot dogs. They got fucking, and then they got those weird, I, I do this. I'm white trashed I, to a certain extent. I told you once a year, at least once a year, I've got, I'm like, man, I got to have fucking little Caesars. It's so stupid, but I want it because I worked there forever. And it's just this thing where you want to taste it. Or you'd be like, oh man, I should have a Big Mac once a year. It's just this thing where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm in the mood for a Big Mac and you're going to go fucking grab it. Um, well, occasionally. Uh, I think I told this story on here in, in the old days. It used to be a Seven Eleven hot dog because they would have uh, they would wrap them up, you know, and put them in the drawer and then they would steam. So then the fucking bun and the hot dog kind of become one. It almost becomes like a pig in a blanket because the, the, the bun becomes softer around the dog. So then I forgot, you know, so I, I was in Seven Eleven. This is a good six months ago. I might even set it on here and I wanted a hot dog. I saw, you know, it's like, you know what? I'm going to get a Seven Eleven fucking hot dog. So I go, dude, can I get a hot dog? He's like, sure. And now they, 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 the fucking hot dog isn't wrapped in the fucking drawer or anything because it, it was bad enough. Look, when they made the dudes put on gloves, all right, all those dudes who works there now, they got to put on gloves and, uh, and now you got to get your own food. Like it's, it's a serve yourself fucking a la carte thing. And then because of the pandemic, they can't get near it. And also the buns are just dry. Like the buns are dry in a sleeve now. And then there's no. There's no relish bar. There used to be because I used to get onions. I would just put onions all over my fucking hot dogs. I just like I like a hot dog, a plain hot dog with onions. It's fucking awesome. I do it at every ball game. I hot dog. I don't need ketchup, mustard. I don't need any of that bullshit. On a Chicago dog, it's different. But if I'm gonna get a Dodger dog at the ball game, or if I'm gonna get like a fucking bad Seven Eleven dog, or if I go to the ArcLight when it was open and I would get a fucking hot dog or a sausage, I just want onions on it. You know, that's it. I don't want any fucking juice or any any condiment at all. But now because of the pandemic. Uh, they, they don't have the fucking onions anymore. They don't have uh, at the ballpark either. Everything's in a fucking little envelope. They're like, here you go. And it's a packet of relish. Ah, oh, fuck, dude. The second you put relish in a plastic tube, it's just fucked. It's not relish anymore. Now, now it's just a, a, a now it's just green flavor. It's just gross. Relish has to breathe. Piccalilli has to breathe, man. It's got to hit the open air. It's got to get people's germs at the ballpark. Someone's got to put their hand in it for you to really enjoy relish, for fuck's sake. Same thing with onions. Dude, at fucking Dodger Stadium, they had an onion cannon. And I'm not even fucking joking, like an onion Gatling gun. It was this thing where you hold it, you held a handle, like a crank. It was like a... And you roll, you spun it, and the onion just came firing out all over your goddamn hot dog. It was the greatest thing of all time. 
Because not only were you like, I'm anticipating a delightful lunch, but look at the fun I'm having preparing it. Oh my God, is it great? Just shooting in your fucking hot dog with onions. It's great. And then I'm an idiot. So like, I'll put a ton of onions on my hot dog and people look at me like, what the fuck, man? And I actually, one time at the ballpark, someone was just like, oh no, if you keep spinning, the onions keep coming out. Yes, I know that. Did you think I'm in a trap? Did you think I'm just mesmerized by the fucking onion Gatling gun? I want this many onions. You're not sitting by me. I'm breathing on you. Get the fuck out of my way. I like onions. Uh, but the dude, he said it to me once. He's like, hey, oh, no, if you if you keep spinning, like the onions will keep coming out. And I, now I'm like, now that I say it out loud, he probably was making fun of me and telling his friends or trying to go. He's like, kind of his buddies like, oh, watch this. Watch me get this guy. Hey, you know, sir, if you keep spinning the uh, the, the fishing reel thing, the onions will just come coming out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I like onions. I like a pile of fucking onions, man. Get out of my way. I'm old. It's like when your fucking uncle would eat horseradish and be like, that's fucking disgusting. I'm, that's who I am now. I'm 70 years old. So uh, they don't do that anymore now, though. And they don't even have the onions at the ballpark now. Now it's just like a fucking uh, a thimble of ketchup with a lid on it, a fucking relish in a tube. What the fuck? So same thing at 7-Eleven. So this is like eight months ago. I bought a hot dog. The guy's like, all right. And uh, it used to be they give you a hot dog. Now... They give you a puzzle. I don't I don't want a snack puzzle. What the fuck, man? It's literally like it's a bun and then you got to open the bun and then they you got to you got to pick the hot dog off the thing yourself with the fucking the clampies and then you throw them in there and then you got to open up the envelopes and put on whatever condiments you want. There's no onions to be found. It's a it's a puzzle. It's a it's build a bear. It's <laughs> I don't want to, I didn't want to build a bear. I want a fucking quick lunch that I can eat in the car for fuck's sake. And then oh, this is the worst part of all of it. When I told you they would keep the buns in a drawer and they would get kind of warm and then the hot dog would kind of meld in there and it would be like almost like a picking up blanket. They'd, they'd get, they would get married because hot dog belongs in bun. Hot dog and bun are partners. And when you put them together, it's magic. And then when you wrap them up in foil and you put them in a hot drawer, oh my God, is there anything better than like a juicy all beef hot dog that you bite in a fucking soft, like squishy bun that's kind of moist? Oh my God, is that delicious? It's so good. That, that might be the pussy of foods. You just want to bury your face in it. Uh, it's quick. It's convenient. It's just, it's just fast. It's just like a, a real, it's like a juicy hot dog with like a soft bun. And then the juice of the hot dog gets into the bun and you put some onions on it. It's delightful. Well, now they give me, like I said, the bun is separate. The fucking condiments, the thing it's, it's, it, you know what it felt? <laughs> it felt like one of those movies where like, there's a guy who's a mental patient. They give him a puzzle with like a star, a circle and a triangle. They're like, all right, put this shit together and, you'll, and then you'll get lunch, put this shit together and then you'll get fucking lunch, man. Uh, and then I got to go over to the side by where the coffee is and that that's never clean. There's always coffee grounds and shit. So I got to try and build my own hot dog over by the coffee. And then the bun is in its own sleeve. So this fucking thing just tastes like a cashmere sweater. It's not warm. It's, it's not fucking soft. It's just, it's not crunchy. It's just dry. You never get, you ever just eat like the crust of bread, like dry bread. Oh fuck. It just was so gross. And then I put the dog in there. And then here's what I did because I'm a weirdo. Like I, uh, because they didn't even give me the foil. I wanted to try to wrap it up. So instead I took my hands and I squished as hard as I could. I squished the bun into the dog thinking the dog would bleed juice into the fucking bun. But just the bun like cracked on the outside because it was so fucking old. And oh my, what a fucking whiff. So again, that's about eight months ago. So I don't, I don't fucking, that's, I, that cured me. I think that may have cured me for the 7-Eleven hot dog. I'm done. Now, however, they do have those cheeseburger bites. <laughs> no, not those. What do they have? The fucking uh, taquitos. They have those weird taquitos like chicken paquillero or whatever the fuck. I think I just made up a word. Um, 
regardless. So this dude and I are standing there, right? And I'm like, well, get a hot dog or get it, you know, get what do you want, get a burrito. And he goes, well, I, I don't know. And I go, get what, I go, if you want something for later, get it, get a bag of chips, get a beer, whatever. And he's like, I, I, well, uh, I, uh, what is it? Is that okay? Like, is that, is that oh, like, are you serious? Like, I, could I really, could I, could I do that? And like I said, I understand why he's gun shy because it could be some guy fucking with him. But, uh, but also I just want to get the fuck out of this fucking convenience store. I'm like, just dude, let's, let's go. Let's just get out. Can we just get out? And I said, yes, I'm serious. Whatever you want is fine. He goes, oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll probably just get a, I'll get a Coke. I'll get a Coke that then I'll be fine. And I go, great. I go, if you want two Cokes, one for later, go ahead. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get a, a Coke. All right. And then he just kind of drifts off. And I'm, and I'm standing there because I thought we were in line. Now I thought we were in line. We're not. He just, now he just floats away. And, uh, and I, I, now I know what it's like, like I said, to bring a toddler to the fucking store. Uh, you know, I got to hold his hand or put him on a leash or whatever the fuck. He floats away from me and he kind of, and just, he just goes and he stares into the burrito case. He's looking in there and they've got hoagies. They got fucking subs and grinders. They got all, they got everything. They got all those heroes. They got anything you could want. That's a sandwich. They got sushi. Uh, cause that's the thing again, Seven Eleven now fancies themselves like in Japan, man, Seven Eleven is fucking awesome in Japan. They've got real food in Seven Eleven. They get fucking ramen and all sorts of bullshit. It's amazing. So now like over here, I think they're trying to do the same thing, but it's because it's America, it's all knocked off and they made it themselves in somebody's trunk. Um, and it's funny. They still sell the same burritos. I used to stop when I was a kid. I've told this story on here when I was bouncing in fucking Tahoe, we would come home. And uh, there was a 7-Eleven on the way to our house. And on the way home, because it was fucking 4.30 in the morning by the time sometimes we left the club. Sometimes, again, we'd stay till 6, 7, and then we'd go to the goalpost and we'd get fucking mozzarella sticks and play Papa Shot till fucking 10 a.m. That was fucking awesome. But in the old days, again, when we'd leave, say the the club closed at like 5 a.m. because it was Nevada, 24 hours. So it was empty. We'd shut it down and we'd split. And on the way home, we'd stop at 7-Eleven. And I got, there was this beef and potato burrito. That would be that was in a blue wrapper. It was in a white, well, see-through wrapper, but it had blue, blue on the outside because there was green on the green chili one. But a beef and potato burrito was in the blue one, and I would get a beef and potato burrito. I would get a quart of Nestle's chocolate milk, and I would get a uh, a package of pecan twists. You ever see those? The fucking they look like bullseyes. Uh, every night when we would come home, it was me and Ransom or me and Deej. We'd we'd just fucking stop, and uh, we'd fucking bombard Seven Eleven, and I would I would get the burrito. And the chocolate milk and the pecan rolls. It was just fucking come home. It was so good. Uh, so they still have those same fucking burritos. And so then he's over there looking at the burritos in my brain. I'm like, you know, I could probably get one of these burritos like for old time's sake. I probably haven't had one since I lived in fucking Tahoe. But at the same time, I'm in L.A. If I buy a burrito at 7-Eleven, just fucking stab me. Literally put me, just crucify me like Jesus. Put me on a goddamn cross because I deserve it. Because dudes this is burrito town. I mean, it just is. There's no, don't buy a fucking burrito at seven 11. Anyway, who cares? So he's staring into the case. And then I'm just, I'm just kind of like rubbing my temples at this point where I'm like, Oh, come on, dude. And he walks over and he goes, um, I, I think I would like to get a beer if that's okay. And, uh, I said, of course I, I said, whatever you want is fine. I go, I go, I'm not judging you on anything you want. What I'm saying to you, I go, get what you need. If you, if you want a beer, you want to get two beers. You want to get two burritos. You want something for later. I go, 
I'm here to help you. And if you want stuff, I will get it. That's what I'm telling you. But you really got to wrap it up. I mean, I, and he goes, oh, okay, okay, okay. I go, I go, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. I go, but we, and all of a sudden there's a dude, like a real, I'm like a big fucking burly guy in line and he's got a security jacket on. He goes, excuse me. And I'm like, oh no, what the fuck did we do? Did this, did this fucking dude pocket something? Cause I don't even know that he throws something in his pocket. I didn't see it. Uh, I, whatever I, I, and the guy's just, and so he goes, excuse me. And I go, yeah. And the other dude just fucking walks away. The, the homeless dude. And I'm like, Oh, what just fucking happened? And the security guy just goes, he looks at me and he goes, I just want to say that you're doing a really nice thing. I said, well, you got to help people. And he goes, no, he goes, well, to not, to just let him get what he wants is just, he goes, I do it all the time. He goes, if I see somebody and they want something, he goes, I get them what they want because who am I to tell them what they can and can't have? I said, well, thanks. I said, yeah, absolutely. That's the way it should be. Just fucking help people. So the, <laughs> I look over and this dude has drifted over to the beer cooler. So I, I go over by him and I go, hey. And uh, I, you know he walked away probably because an authority figure is like, hey, excuse me. And he fucking disappears. I go, what do you want? And he goes, well, it's locked. So we have to get a key from the guy. And I go, all right, great. So we go over. Guy gives me a key. He doesn't, he wouldn't give it to the fucking homeless dude. I go, what do you want? And he goes, oh my God, you ever try these? And it's, uh, I go, get what you want, whatever you need. I go, grab it. And he goes, you ever try these? And it was, uh, it was some, again, hazy moon buckshot IPA, whatever the fuck, some nonsense. And it was seltzers. They weren't even like beers. Uh, some, I've never, I'd never seen them before. Okay. Cause again, they've got bud, they've got all the cores. They they fucking seven 11. They got all the fucking booze you could want, but he picks these ones that are on the top shelf. They're just fucking weird looking seltzer things. And, and I go, is that what you want? He goes, Oh yeah. He goes, they're really good. You should try them. And I go, you know what? I don't drink. He goes, Oh, you don't. And I go, no. And he goes, Oh, well, yeah, I'll tell you they're, they're really good. And I go, well, grab a couple of them if you want. And he goes, are you serious? I go, yes. I go, look, dude, just get what you want. I'm telling you, get whatever you want. It's fine. And he goes, okay. And he goes, I might get one for later if that's okay. I go, yes, it's okay. Oh my God. So he grabs those. He grabs himself a burrito. I go, do you want any chips? And he goes, no. And I go, do you want anything besides the burrito to eat? You can get another burrito for later. And he goes, why? What if, could I get a sandwich? Yes. Get a sandwich. Oh my God. Yes. Jesus Christ. At this point. Yes. So he grabbed a sandwich and a fucking burrito and he grabbed a couple of beers and we got in line and I got my chips and my water, which is now fucking warm. Uh, and I, and then I hand the dude, uh, his key back, of course. And the guy goes to ring us up. And, uh, I, the whole reason I had stopped in too, was to get fucking lotto tickets, lottery tickets, Powerball, I think. So, you know, I give the guy my slip and I go, I need, you know, I need like 10, five, you know, whatever that run that. And then give me like five, four quick picks, you know, but you got to do them one at a time, whatever. Cause I hate when they give me the same number. I'm an idiot. And, uh, and I paid for that dude's food and he walked, he like went and grabbed his suitcase and he went outside. And, uh, and so then I paid for my lottery tickets and then I bought an extra lottery ticket and uh, I went outside and uh, he goes, oh my God, you're, you're so generous. You're so nice. You're so nice. And I go here and he goes, what? And I gave him one lottery ticket. I go, if you win, remember me. And he, and it's funny the you know, the beers, the hot dogs, the burrito, the fucking sandwich, all that, all that shit. I, for some reason, you know, he was very trepidatious and he just didn't know. Cause again, I think he thought, that it was going to be, I was going to pull the rug out from under him or there's going to be some consequences of some sort. Uh, but then I handed him the lottery ticket and he, 
he choked up. It was the it was the weirdest because I saw him do it. He looked at it and I handed it to my hair. If you win, remember me. And he took it and he looks at me and he got tears in his eyes and he just goes. And I, I think he was already maybe halfway there. It wasn't like the lottery ticket was the you know, what I mean, <laughs> he might have gone outside and realized, hey, that was pretty cool. But then the the lottery ticket kind of put him over the top. Like he he might have been. And look, the guy lives in the fucking street. He's got a buddy in a suitcase. The guy's got half a guitar with one G string on it. I don't fucking know. So he's obviously smashed into fucking life at a pretty high rate. And uh, and sometimes you just don't know what you're going to do or where you're going to go. And kindness can tip you either here or there or send you in this direction or the other. And and so when I handed him the the lottery ticket, I think he kind of. I think that then it became a real moment of kindness and not just sustenance, not just necessities. The beer could count as this as well, but maybe the beer combined with me giving him a lottery ticket was a luxury rather than a necessity. You know, no, you, you need a burrito to stay alive. You need a sandwich to stay alive. You, you don't need beer to stay alive. And you certainly don't need a lottery ticket to stay alive. And I think to see me giving him the equivalent of what could be looked at as a gift or a luxury was the thing that sent him over the edge to a, to a place where he was very uh, visibly moved. And he started to tear up. And, uh, and he, he took the lottery ticket and he said, I, you know, I, I have to, I'm, I'm sorry, but I have to have a hug. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, of course. And, and, you know, gave him, gave him a big hug there in front of the Seven Eleven with his two beers and his fucking guitar and his suitcase and his life all within arm's reach. And, uh, you know, I, I let him go and he just goes, you're, you're very nice. What's your name? I said, Mike, he goes, Mike, I'm Ted. I said, Ted, nice to meet you. Good luck. And, uh, you know, went and got my car. Uh, well, I should say this, uh, reached down to make sure my wallet was still in my, <laughs> in my shorts, <laughs> checked, checked my wallet and, uh, and then got in my car and split. And it's just, you know, you, it it just it just that's 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 the micro you know that's i can't send you money to georgia to try to win another senate race that i don't know what the fuck it's going to do for anybody because you know you told everybody if they voted in november you'd fix shit and now you don't fix anything if anything you've kicked people off unemployment you got the abortion thing now running rampant you've got redistricting happening you've got all sorts of bullshit that you said you were going to stop but you're going to let fucking Kristen cinema and 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 fucking mansion ruin it so then you have the balls and the audacity to send me fucking emails and go hey man we really need your money where have you been it's val domings don't you understand we got we got to win george we got to hold george we got to hold the line here we got to do this well fuck man you know what you guys aren't the chicago bears uh, I'm I'm not a lifelong fan of yours who's willing to dump money into getting a, a a jersey or a hoodie or tickets to watch you work, man. You know, fix the fucking country. You don't need my ten dollars to do it. I'll I'll you know what? 
If I have money to give, I'm going to give it to someone like Ted who needed, who needed money, who needed food, who needed to look at somebody and realize that they cared in that moment. Was he a panic? You're goddamn right. He was a fucking panic, but, but you, you do what you can to help who you can. And so that's what I'm saying when I get these emails all the time. We're like, we got to save America. Oh, we got to do it. No, I don't fuck, you know, good luck. Go ahead. I voted here. I voted when I was told I was supposed to vote. You know, I've sent money to, to causes. I've sent money to, to fucking go fund me for people. And, and I do what I can to help who I can. But you know what? I got my own stuff going on. You know, like socking away as much money as I possibly can to get the fuck out of here and go to Canada when this whole thing fucking fractures in the next four years. <laughs> that sounds fun, doesn't it? Just fucking start some reverse underground railroad where we're going over the fucking tracks in Winnipeg. And I show up there, hide in a snowdrift for fucking four hours till somebody comes by and gives me a whistle. And I fucking climb into their car. They give me a moose hat. And I'm just drinking syrup until the rest of my days fucking end. That'd be great. God damn it. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I just, and that's the thing is then I come to talk to you guys and then I think, you know, well, fuck, I'm just going to say the same shit. I'm going to talk about the earth because I know I've talked about that thing about not helping America before. I know I'm sure I've run these things into the ground and I don't mean to be that guy, you know, and, and, and then my head gets in the way, you know, all all sorts of uh, stuff happens. This is, you know. I told you last time I talked to you guys is three weeks ago, whatever the fuck, you know, I got a bike. It was a gift from my friend Dennis and, uh, it's fucking beautiful. And I'm so happy that I have it. It's, it's just, it's just a lovely gesture. And it's something, again, I wasn't anticipating getting it, you know, and I talked about this on the last show where it was like, I, it just kind of arrived and I was told I was getting it and it showed up and I got it built and it's fucking, it's amazing. Now, I told you about that three weeks ago. That's when I brought it home. And uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't ridden it yet. Why? Well, there's plenty of reasons why. You know, there's, there's all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's still scary a little bit. It's still... There, look, let's put it this way. There's plenty of reasons why. But they all get back to, I just haven't done it. And, and that's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much in my life. You know, why didn't you do that? Well, I haven't, I just haven't, I mean to, I should, I will, I can, oh, I'm going to eventually. And, uh, and I love it. I look at it every day and I go, well, th- today I should go out, but I don't want to ride by car. So I'm going to go late at night. So then, but also, and, and I will say this to you and I hope you understand it. Uh, you know, I haven't watched any movies in the last couple of weeks, I haven't really done anything. I've watched football. I've watched sports. I've watched baseball. Um, because that just, you know, that's, that's a drug, but, but I haven't gone to the movies and I haven't done, I went to the bears game. Uh, I'll tell you about that. Uh, let's you about that in a minute. Um, but I haven't gone really. I went to the bears game because a friend bought me a ticket and to say no to going would have been, I, I really wanted to go, but also at the same time, I hadn't done a show yet and I don't ever want to do anything. I haven't done a show yet. 
and I know you were like, well, fuck, that's not the way you should live, but it's, it's the way I live. It's silly. It's, I know this it's, it's the truth. And that's one of the reasons why I haven't ridden the bike. I'm like, well, I can't, I can't go ride the bike. So you got to do a show. I got to go ahead and but then, but I'm still thinking of doing a show. And all of a sudden it's four in the morning, five in the morning, eight in the morning. And then I'm like, well, just go to sleep. And then tomorrow when you get up, you'll go ahead and you'll finish the show. And then when you finish the show, you can actually ride your bike. It's like a prize or like a, uh, a carrot on a stick, but that carrot will fucking rot hanging from that fucking stick. Because then the other thing comes in that tells me I'm not good enough or I shouldn't do this or whatever the fuck. And you know all this. You know all this. We know all this. Um, I went to the Bear game and it was amazing. Uh, it was at the new stadium here in Los Angeles. And uh, my friend David, uh, he's season ticket holder and he's like, you're not going to believe this stadium. It's fucking unbelievable. And and then he he's so kind. Like, I mean, he drove me. He picked me up. And then we went to lunch and then he, he tried to pay for lunch. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I grabbed, I like, I almost knocked a, a fucking orange juice off the table, reaching for the check. And he goes, what, what? And I go, no, I, I got this. And he's like, no, you don't uh, please. And I go, dude, I go, I'm well aware of how much NFL tickets cost. You're doing an unbelievable kindness for me today. Please. I, I can get lunch. You're not touching your wallet all day. Whatever you want at the park, I'll pay for parking. And he goes, well, parking's baked into the season tickets. And I'm like, thank God, because I'm sure it's a million dollars at that stadium. I go, but I go, I, I'm buying lunch and I'm buying whatever the fuck you want to eat at the ballpark. I, I, I seriously don't. He's like, all right, cool. And we, uh, you know, I haven't seen him in, in months, you know, and he's doing real well with his new business. And his girlfriend is, uh, you know, she she's having a medical issue, but she's going to be OK, I think. And it was nice to see him. You know, because I make him laugh. And, and uh, you know, when you're sitting in your apartment, you're not talking to anybody, you're doing anything. And then you see somebody and you make them laugh. And, and you know, I had, to, I had to be careful not to monopolize the conversation at lunch. Because I, I, I can talk. You know what I mean? I just, I just can. And he enjoys it. That's one of the reasons he and I have gotten along. He, he thinks I'm entertaining and funny. So when we're talking, I'm, I'm me. And, and, man, I love being me. I really love when I get the opportunity to be me and, and to see somebody laugh or smile or to make them laugh, whatever the fuck doesn't matter. So, so we went to lunch and, uh, and then he actually drove to the park. You know, we went, we went to the new stadium and geez, I, look, man, it's called SoFi stadium here in LA. It opened last year, but there weren't any fans allowed, but it opened this year for the exhibition game. So he's been to a couple, but I went and I just, I, I was slack jawed. Like, I mean, I, I put up a video on Facebook and I just went, I'm speechless because I was, I mean, the, it's the most beautiful stadium I've ever been. And I guess it's a mile and a half from one end to the other, uh, the grounds and stuff like that, you know, cause David, that was one thing David is like, he was a fountain of facts. He's like, Oh, and then when it was built, they had this and then they did this and then they're here. So we walked in and I filmed my walk-in and there's this scoreboard in the, in the stadium called the Oculus. And it goes around the, the the perimeter of the field, and here's the thing: like anybody in the higher up seats, because he said we were in the lower bowl. He has very good seats. So, uh, Jesus, that was my nose. My throat made another fucking noise. God damn it! I apologize, guys. I'm dead. It's just uh, there's something inside me waiting to burst out. I apologize, and I know I'm right up on the microphone, so I'm sure you heard that. God damn it. I'm trying to like drink and keep it down. Whatever, whatever fucking ghoul is trying to escape. Um, oh shit. I was going to tell you the other thing that just happened tonight. All right. Let me try to write this down. Maybe I'll tell you on the way out. All right. 
so he he would tell me all these fucking facts about the building and it was totally fun. And then we walked, but I walked in and this fucking scoreboard, the people higher up in the seats, they can all see the outside of the scoreboard. Okay. So they can see all the video screens and the scores and stuff. But the thing is, it's double sided. I mean, it's a circle, it's an oval. And on the outside, all around it, there's, there's screens, video screens showing stuff. And the same things are being shown on the inside video screens. So if you're in the lower bowl, you can see those. You can't see the outside because it's so high, you're so low and it's so high, but you can see inside, you're seeing the same thing everybody else is seeing. And it was crystal clear. And the sound, it wasn't muddy, it was loud. There's a fucking DJ in a DJ booth, and Nita Strauss is a guitarist who... I found out later, Pat's like, she played with fucking Alice Cooper on tour. And I'm like, well, she's now the house guitarist for the Rams. And and she plays and the DJ mixes and people cheer. They go crazy. I mean, dudes, it was fucking, it was wild. I mean, it was just a really fun, unbelievable sonic experience. And and I look, I will, I will say this. It's completely true. You know, it's in Inglewood. It's down, you know, close to the airport or whatever. And, uh, and you have to drive through some very uh, unfortunate areas, people experiencing some real issues and problems. I mean, we're driving past tent cities to go to this fucking $12 billion football palace. And it, and I look again, I can't save the fucking world. And I don't think the Rams, I wish they would. The Rams should turn some of their money into helping people and maybe building a shelter, whatever the fuck they can do, because they can do it. Uh, But I don't expect any season ticket holder or people going to be like, you know, the, the dichotomy is is right there in your face. The contrast is strong. We're literally driving past people living under tarps, sleeping in the, in the gutter. We're driving past them to get into the fancy parking to go into this fucking palace, this castle that that has a man-made lake outside that may as well be a moat to keep out the riffraff. And it was beautiful. And it's and you know it's it's beautiful in a different way from San Francisco. You know, I, I where the Giants play. I love the San Francisco baseball park. It's fucking phenomenal. I haven't been to Pittsburgh yet. I've heard it's really beautiful. Camden Yards is beautiful. The New Minnesota Park, they're great. But this is more of a uh, a technological achievement. You know, like uh, like if this if the San Francisco ballpark is the uh, is the Eagles. SoFi is craft work. It is it is a technically cold, brilliant fucking display. And I loved it. I mean, it's really beautiful. It is. But at the same time, like I said, that thing where you've got to basically step over humans to get <laughs> to get into the park is a little weird. But it didn't matter. We went and we had a great fucking time. And uh and and getting back to what I had talked about with here in in California, you know, David, he drove, we went in, and uh, you know you have to wear masks now indoors in California, whether it's a fucking Walgreens or a football stadium, if you have to wear a mask unless you're eating or drinking, okay. So we walked into the into the thing, and I filmed it. It was amazing. And I will say this: well, all right, let's talk about this. I'm approaching the stadium. I didn't have my mask on. I'm holding it. Uh, we're walking on the grounds. Oh, and I will say this. I saw a fucking bears luchador. Oh my God. This dude was in a fucking Chicago bears luchador mask and a perfectly fucking tailor fit suit that was orange and blue to match his fucking bears stuff. It was so gorgeous. I want to, I, it was one of the things where like, I wanted to take a picture of him, but also I wanted him to just go in and enjoy the game. I wouldn't be like, Hey weirdo, I need to, I need to, to prove that I saw you, but it was fucking phenomenal. 
So I didn't wear my mask. You know, we got to walk. It's about, and it was funny from the parking lot to the door because my phone, my, my phone, my watch does this thing now where it'll be like, hey, are you exercising? <laughs> I don't know if that's new because of the pandemic where it's like, hey, you fat fuck, what's going on? Uh, are, you, are you, oh my God, you're off the couch. So my phone will be like, do you want to keep track of this? And I'm like, sure. So I'll tap a button and it starts keeping track. And it was, uh, it was about three quarters of a mile from, from the car to the stadium, to the entrance to the stadium. But I didn't wear a mask. You know, we're walking around outside, milling around with crowds and stuff. And, and I, I know I'll throw my mask on when I get into the stadium. So we get up to the, to the security. And I didn't know if I, I asked David if they needed my vaccination card. He said, no, we're fine. So uh, I had my mask in my hand. I walked through. They didn't say anything. And we walked into the, the security, the first wave of security. Then we get into like the kind of just near the concourse where you got to show your ticket and walk in and we do that. And, uh, you know, nobody says anything about my mask. And then we walk into the stadium itself and we're on the concourse and nobody says anything about my mask. And then we make our way around and we find out where his seats are and we and we show them the ticket and the security people don't say anything about my mask. And we go to my seat and nobody says a fucking word about my mask. And, uh, look, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm healthy and fine. Do I want to get COVID? I don't. Do I feel protected because of the vaccine? I do. Do I think it's ridiculous that we now have to wear masks in a restaurant unless we're eating a sandwich and then we can take our masks off? Yes, I do. I don't understand the new mask mandate after the vaccinations. I will cooperate and I will do whatever I'm told to do. Uh, you know, I'm no, I'm not fucking, I'm no medical expert. I've read what I needed to read. Uh, I guess I can get COVID and still wind up giving it to people. Even if I've been vaccinated, will I get breakthrough COVID? I don't know. Um, I just wanted to watch a football game and I didn't put my mask on the whole game. And I sat in my seat I went up a couple times. I got a bottle of water, a couple of Cokes, came back down. And I will tell you this. Uh, there's probably 80,000 people in there. I'm going to say 77,000 of them did not have masks. I'm watching football games on the weekend. I'm watching SEC games and people aren't wearing masks. And, and it's because people are over it. We've talked about it a million times. Uh, but I, I, you know, again, I trust in the vaccination and I trust, and look, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm healthy. Even, even though I'm a monstrously fat guy, I'm also healthy. Here's how I know. You know what I did? I took a test on the internet the other day. <laughs> there was a test and it was like, Hey man, let's test your lung capacity. It was a way to fucking figure out like how much, how, how good your lungs are at your age. Uh, and so you, you had to hit the button and then you had to hold your breath and you had to make it around. If you made it around five times. Uh, you had healthy lungs. If you made it around eight times, then you were uh, you had athletes' lungs. And look, it's on the internet, so you know it's goddamn official. So I uh, I took a big breath. I was just like, <gasps> you know, I sucked it in. And I hit the thing and I let it go. And uh, it, what was I will tell you this: I watched it for the first three go rounds to make sure that I was like a normal person. I'm like, all right. And then I closed my eyes and I'm like, all right, we'll see where we're at. We'll see where we're at. And I kept it. And I wasn't straining. I wasn't in any position where I was like, you know, I didn't. It didn't get to that when because I, I told myself what I'm going to do. I'm going to test myself here. Just I'm not going to push myself in some weird way, but I'm going to test myself. Uh, and when I start to feel uncomfortable, the second I think that 
you know, because if I, if, look, if it's for money, I'm going to push it. But if it's not for money, I'm sitting at my goddamn desk. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll see what happens. And I'm holding my breath and I'm going. And then I started to feel my lungs start to kind of get sore. You know, you feel it first in your in your chest and then your lungs. And then I started to feel it in the back of my throat. And then I just fucking breathe. I was like, ah, and I hit click. And uh, I made it seven and a half times around. So I'm fine. God damn it. I can go unmasked anywhere the fuck I want. The Internet says so. Uh, <laughs> so I, I look, I don't, I don't know. I, I, like I said, so I'll wear my mask everywhere and anywhere, wherever I'm supposed to. I did. I, and did I not wear it at the game? Yes. Uh, and then I was talking, I called like two days later, I was talking to Lily. You remember Lily, our great friend, Lily. And she was telling me a story about a club that, um, had a show and the person who booked the show was trying to make sure people were wearing masks. And then the club told her she couldn't and that customers could do what they wanted, whatever that, you know, it's just, that's what I mean. It's just fucking nuts here. It's just nuts. It's like, yeah, I got a mask. No, I don't have a mask. Yes. You need a mask. No, you shouldn't have a mask. It's the same shit. It's the same shit everywhere except for Florida and Texas where they're like, we don't wear any masks, death, uh, whatever the fuck. So she tells me this story. It was a long story. You know, and we were on the phone and I said, well, look, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story that makes you even more angry. And I just told her the story I told you about how I went to the game and nobody checked me at all. Nobody said a word to me. And I went and I sat in the game and nobody said a goddamn word the whole game. And she just goes, well, let me ask you something. And I go, what? And she goes, do you think that I'm ever going to get into a car with you again? I said, what, uh, what do you mean? She goes, you know, I'm immunocompromised. Like I, I could get sick instantly. Like, do you, do you think that I would ever now get into a car and go to lunch with you or any of those? Like, do you think I would do that and risk my life? I said, I'm not sick. She goes, you don't know that. I go, I do. I go, this was a week ago and I'm fine. Like nothing's happened. She goes, well, you don't know if you've been tested. Do you know if you've been tested? I said, no. I said, I, I, I haven't. I go, but I go, I wear a mask everywhere. She goes, you didn't wear it at the football stadium with 80,000 people. I go, yeah, I know. But I, every other place we go, your restaurant or anywhere, we got to go in. And she goes, yeah, but it doesn't matter. There are not 80,000 people at the restaurant. The one place you should have worn it, you didn't. So do you, do you think that I would get in your car with you now? And, uh, <laughs> I was fucking pissed, but she's not wrong. Like I, I, I understand it. Like I, I, so I was mad at myself for telling her is what I was really mad about. I was like, I should have kept this quiet. Uh, but I just went, uh, okay. I, I just, she was really, she goes, I'm not trying to call, start a fight or be mad or whatever. She goes, but I'm just telling you that, you know, if, if you're going to pick me up and I go, yeah, but I, I wore a mask with you. You wear a mask with me. She goes, yeah, it doesn't matter. She goes, you've. You've put yourself at such risk. I, I don't know what's ever going to happen now. And because uh, we had we there was, a you know, we were talking about getting together and uh, and I just dropped it. I was like, OK, uh, because I had and again, I was frustrated because I had no good answer. Uh, she's right. You know, the one place where I should have worn it, I didn't. Uh, but also, I I've been vaccinated and, and I trust that I'm going to be OK. She's, she's like, yeah, but you're, so you're claiming, you know, more science than the doctors. I go, no, I'm not claiming that. I said, I'm trusting that the vaccine they invented works and it's going to be fine. She goes, yeah, but they're telling you to wear a mask now for variants. I go, I understand that. She goes, well, you, yeah. So obviously you think, you know, the science better than they do. And I'm like, I don't think that. And, and I have, but, but, you know, I, I do get it. It's been, you know, 18 months and in, in a fit of peak in 18 months, I did what I wanted. I did. I did. I absolutely did what I wanted. 
because you know what? I have to be honest. If I go to a restaurant and they tell me, oh, you can take it off if you if you drink, you're drinking and eating. It all just see, I, none of it makes any sense to me. None of it. I will cooperate as, as, and do what I'm told and try to do what I can to keep, keep as many people safe. But then I say that, but then I went to a football game and I didn't wear it with 80,000 people. So am I a liar? I, I, am I as sick of it as everybody else? Am I, can't, am I Texas and, and, and Florida? I don't know. I don't think so. I, see, I, I prefer to think that I'm not, <clears throat> but I can actually see what she's saying. And it, it, then it made me mad at me. I was mad at me. Then I was like, well, wait a minute. Am I just a dick? Like, you know, but I've been on planes and shit and I've worn my mask, but I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. So now I'm, now I'm mad at myself, you know, uh, because did I go against it? Did I do the thing that I wasn't supposed to do? Did I, am I just as bad as these fucking meatheads? I don't know. But it was a fun game and a beautiful place. And I had a great time, even though the bears fucking lost. Uh, so I get this bike and, and, you know, I had to force myself to go to the bear game because he had, he, you know, again, he was, I didn't have to force myself. Fuck that. I'm, I'm going to the game. Uh, but I was mad at myself the whole time because I hadn't done a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you can't do anything. I've done a podcast. You can't go here. You can't go. You can't watch a movie. Why would you watch a movie? You're done. Do your work. You can't have a, you can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. You know what? You, you can't ride your bike. You can't ride your bike yet. You haven't fucking done the show, even though. My head is all fucking scrambled from a million different fucking things. And you know what? Maybe a bike ride could have cleared my head. Maybe I would have gone out and gone on a bike ride and that would have been cool. And I could have told you guys about that. But I, I just was like, nah, nah, you're okay. Don't, you're not going to go. It's fine. You know, you can't, you got to do a show. You got to do a show before you even think about doing a bike, doing a fucking bike ride. It's, uh, oh, when I, it's funny. I picked up the bike from the shop. <clears throat> Did I tell you guys that I picked it up and, uh, that the dudes had like no charisma when I tried to pick it up. They played a fucking trick on me. Anyway, uh, that's another thing of, of, of not doing a show for fucking ever. Now I forget what I've told you when I haven't told you. Um, so my buddy Dennis calls me, sends me a couple texts, you know, first of all, and he's like, Hey man, you, you, uh, you survived. Cause I told him I was going on a Monday night and then I didn't go. And then I didn't answer his text cause I feel <clears throat> bad that I didn't write it. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't have any good news to report. So he texts me and you know, I didn't, I didn't answer him. And then, uh, he texts me again and then I answer him and I'm like, look, cause cause this is totally true. Uh, I also had a bit of a, I've had a bit of weird news in the past couple weeks. I I'll, I'll tell you later. It, there's, there's no point in going into it now, but it's been, uh, <clears throat> it's been strange and, and I don't know what's going to happen. And I know that sounds vague and it's all vague book shit. It's just family stuff. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I get to say, let's put it this way. I get to do another, I get to do another show in three days. So I'll tell you then, how about that? We'll do that. We'll do that on this Thursday show. We'll tell you about it. So, uh, I don't answer Dennis's text. And then I, I say, look, man, I've had a bit of a rough week and, and maybe a, a bike ride would clear my head, but this is going on and this is going on and this other thing. And he was very, nice. And he's like, well, if you need anything, let me know. I said, great. Uh, and then I was planning on going later in the week and then I didn't ride the bike again. And then he, then he texted me, uh, and I didn't answer his text, you know, cause I'm embarrassed that I haven't ridden the bike and I'm also, haven't done a podcast and I haven't done anything and I never do anything that I say I'm going to do. And what the fuck is wrong with me? And God damn it. Why the fuck do I ever think that anybody would even care about what I do or don't do? And then I got to apologize and fuck, I feel so fucking bad. You know, all that the avalanche builds and the gnome fucking punches my brain and everything goes crazy. And he shows up 
Mike shows up. So finally, Dennis, you know, I'm, I was on Twitch stream and he's like, hey, call me. So I finished the Twitch stream and I call him up. He's like, look, we, you, you, you can't be ignoring me. And I go, I'm not ignoring you. He goes, well, you are. He goes, and, and you know, you have a history of this. Like if you, if you don't want to talk about something or you feel bad about something, you, you don't want to talk to me about it when in reality you got to talk to me about it. And you just, and it's like, that's just not. And I go, all right, all right. I go, look, I haven't ridden the bike yet. I haven't. I go, it's just, uh, I, I, it's issues with the show. It's issues with a bunch of, he goes, all right. He goes, well, look, he goes, let me tell you something. If you don't want this thing, just give it back. He goes, I got somebody who'll take it in five minutes. And he said that. And I, dudes, 15 years ago, if he does that, I go, yeah, it's yours. Take it. I'll ship it tomorrow. And I hang up the phone. Uh, Because all I hear when he says that is, hey, uh, you know what? This has been a couple weeks now. I just want it back. Give it to me. And I love my friend, and I know he didn't mean that, but I have my own issues and my own brain shit, and the second I know I'm disappointing him, that's why I don't want to talk to him because I know I'm disappointing him. And then when he verbalizes, hey, man, if you don't want this thing, just send it back. I've got I've got plenty of people who will take it. It's fine. And I literally just want to go, cool, it's yours. I'll send it right now. Cool? All right, bye, and hang up. Like I, That's what I want to do. 15 years ago, I would have done it. Even You know what? Probably even... Six years ago or eight years ago, when I started before I started talking to Shannon, uh, I would have I would have been that I would have just said, cut it loose. Fine. Fuck it. It's yours. Take it. Um, But I that's not what I want. You know what I mean? I also don't want to let him down, but also I need him to understand that I. Uh, <laughs> I'm fighting a fight right now. And nobody else needs to understand that, I suppose. I I, I, I get that. But he said that and because I and I said, all right, I go, well, so you want it back? And he's like, no, he goes, but I'm telling you, if you don't want it, like if you're not going to use it, I want it, I don't want to sit in your fucking house and just be in like a clothes hanger. And I go, it's not going to be. I'm going to ride it. And he goes, all right, well, I just, you know, I'm just telling you, though, if you don't want to just be honest. And I go, Dennis, I got to stop you. I go, if you say to me, if you don't want it, just send it back. I got somebody who can take it in five minutes. That that all I hear you saying is give me back the bike. And he's like, that's not what I'm fucking saying at all. I go, I, that's fine. I go, but I'm telling you what my brain hears. He goes, well, that's your problem. And I go, yes, it is. That's what I'm telling you. That's my problem. That's why I don't return a text or I don't call you because that's what I'm going to hear. And I don't, I don't want to make you mad or sad or I don't want to be embarrassed and I don't want to upset you in any way because you've done a very beautiful, kind thing for me. And I love it. And I love the bike and it's beautiful. It looks really good in my house. It'll look even better when I'm riding it, but I can't. You know, right now I haven't yet, but I will. I There's nothing I want more than to go ride the bike, but there's a hierarchy of things I have to do and I can't do it yet. He's like, okay. He goes, well, I'm just telling you, if you, if you, you know, I'm just, I'm just throwing it because you, this, we've done this before. He goes, when I've sent you something or I've helped you out with something and then you don't fucking call me for two years and then I, I wonder what the fuck's going on. I go, look, I go, that's not going to happen. He goes, well, I don't, I don't need you embarrassed or upset about something. I go, yes, I go, but I also don't need you to tell me over and over that that if, if I don't want the bike, you'll just take it back. I go, because if you want it back, just take it. And he's like, I don't want it back. And I go, good, then just please don't say that. I go, and I know I'm a 54-year-old man and I shouldn't be pleading that way in that way or I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be saying to him, please don't say this because I hear it a bad way. Uh, but I had, to, I had to verbalize it. I had to say it out loud. Otherwise, I'm, you know, because normally I just be like, fine, cheers, bye. 
So I had to go. But the second you tell me that if you want, if you want it back, that's all I hear is that you want the bike back. And he's like, well, I don't. And I go, fine, then I have it and I want it and I'll ride it. I love it. He's like, okay. But it's funny. Like I, uh, it reminds me of when I was with my ex and, and I think I've probably talked about it on the show and we would have fights and it would always whatever, break up, walk away, but it happened a billion times. And she, and she would say right to me, she'd go, Hey, look, if we break up, I'm, I'm going to be somebody else's girlfriend. Like I, I'm not going to date. I'm not going to go out there and fucking date. I want to be in a relationship. I will be in another relationship. If you, if you and I, if you walk away, I'll just, I'll be with somebody else. I'll be somebody else's. I, I want to be somebody's girlfriend. And again, when I heard that, it was like, so I don't, so it's not me. You just want to be anybody's girlfriend. And I know that's not what was meant. Maybe it was, I don't know. All I know is how my brain heard it. And then I would try to verbalize and go, don't you, don't you know what that does? When you tell me basically that if we split up, you're just going to go and be somebody else's girlfriend. Like there won't be any mourning period. You're not going to be sad or whatever. You're just going to go and find somebody else. That's, and, and she's just like, well, I'm just telling you. You know that that's it. She goes. I don't want to date anybody. I'm old. I've got. I'm. I've got kids. You know. I'm, I. I don't want to. I know. I'm not going to go in the dating world. So just. So you, and just. So you, I just need you to know this. And it was like this thing where I was like. And like I said, I can see. What she meant, but I didn't. I didn't need to fucking hear, hear that. Just like in the middle, you know, in the middle of a fight, when you just basically, hey, yeah, I'll just go somewhere else, man. I'll be with somebody else, and you're just like, oof. Because especially because, uh, you know, uh, the, the fact that basically every dude we ever met wanted to fucking uh, uh, talk to her or or hang out with her or whatever the fuck else with her. You know what I mean? So I was just like, yeah, there's there's no doubt. I mean, you can make again. It's the same thing. Hey, man, if you don't want me, I can be with somebody else in five minutes. It's it's fine. You know what I mean? And that that's completely true. And and all I hear then is I don't want you. All I hear is give me back the bike. All I hear is what the fuck's wrong with you? What have you done? And it's, it's a strange way to live and it's a weird battle. And then again, I run from it and then I hide and then I don't, and I, I don't, you know, Hey man, you don't get to have any life. You don't get to go outside. You don't get to do anything. You, you hide in your house, man, because until you do your work, you can't fucking go anywhere. You can't do anything. And so here we are, uh, where again, I, I've I come to the point where I I'm supposed to say the words that assure you, or reassure you that it's all going to be different this time. You know, I'm you guys are the the uh, the unbelievably tolerant girlfriend, and I have to ask you to please you know understand as I continue to climb the walls and figure out what the fuck is going on and just please be there when I when I do come back please be there when I figure it out please be there because there's no one I want to be with more than you there's no one I want to be with more than you guys there's nothing I want to do more than this show I texted to a friend the other day they were you know they were talking about the pandemic and this that and I said look man I, I gotta be honest man the pandemic has has it's sapped me. Like I've always been, we've talked about this. I've, I've always been, you know, uh, Hey, we'll put that off. Hey, we'll do that another time. Hey, you know, but this basically gave me permission to not do the things I needed to do. Like I, and I, I always give myself permission, but now I had the government's permission. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me, baby. 
Uh, and I wind up hurting myself and hurting you guys. Well, I'm not hurting you guys. Fuck, that's the thing. There's a million other shows out there. I, I here's, here's what I'll say to you guys, because talk is cheap. We've talked about it a million times. If you're hearing this, if you've made it this deep in, thank you. It means you came back. It means you gave me another chance after the myriad times that I have gone ahead and, and, and left you high and fucking dry. I don't like doing it. I, I'm fighting as much as I can. I don't know what the name of it is. You know what I mean? Depression, anxiety, a mix. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know. You know, I know it's funny in my brain. I'm like, maybe if I saw Shannon again, like that would help. Cause you know, I haven't seen Shannon since the pandemic started. And, uh, and, and so maybe she would help me make sense of stuff, but she's probably graduated to more fucking a better class of psycho. Anyway, <laughs> she's like, nah, man, I'm talking to rich guys who got real problems. Not you fuck. Can't fucking get out of your own way. You idiot. Quit stepping on your dick. That's my advice to you. Click. Uh, thank you for being here to hear these words because it's mean, it means that you've listened and you've made it this far into the show. Thank you for even downloading this show and not just fucking deleting me from your iTunes or wherever the fuck you get the show. And, uh, and I, I, <laughs> you know, it's, the, it's the part again, it's the dance where I'm supposed to go, Hey man, you know, I'm real sorry and it's going to be better and I'm going to do this and you know, it won't happen, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I mean those things. I, when I say them in the past, I've meant them and then he shows up. And then the shadow comes and whatever the fuck else, however you want to talk about it when it's cold and it's dark, um, you know, it's, I just need to start caring about me enough to care about you. And I will, I promise. I, and again, like I said, this sounds like a fucking dude trying to get his girlfriend not to leave or a guy who's just, he's made some, how many mistakes I get it. I understand it, man. And I, I don't mean to sound like some fucking whinging idiot who's on his knees and begging you not to go anywhere. Hey man, you're going to do whatever you're going to do. I love you guys for sticking around as long as you have anybody who's listening to this right now. Thank you for giving me whatever number chance or number of chances we're on now. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I've said in the past, well, I'm doing my best or I'm fighting through or I'm doing well, I'm fighting through, but I'm not doing my best because if I was doing my best, the show would come out on time. Uh, and 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 I have plans now to do my best. You know, it's Tuesday. You're hearing this show. The show comes out on Tuesday. And I will say this, too, in my brain, when it gets to be Monday, I go, well, fuck, I can't put on a show yet because you want to. You want to realign with Thursday. And if you want to go ahead and double up, like you want to put on a show on Thursday, if you put on a show on Monday and then you're putting on a show on Thursday, well, then this Monday show will get caught up in the wash and nobody will hear it. And then you're giving them too much fucking. And it's like, it's just dudes. I don't even know what kind of game of fucking Jenga I have in my head. <laughs> and I, I keep pulling the wrong fucking log and everything keeps falling down. And then I build it back up again. Or kerplunk, it's just a head full of marbles. We're pulling out fucking tiny sticks. I don't know, man. But I, I will always find a way to bamboozle myself. And and I will do my best to not do that. So here's it, here it is, Tuesday show. Uh, and like I said, I thought to myself, well, you shouldn't do it because you're going to put out a show. You just put out a show on Thursday. Reboot for Thursday. Well, fuck it. I'll put out a show Thursday. Will it be a long show? I don't know. Uh, but again, it's that thing again where once I finish this show, I say to myself, well, you know what? Look, you can do it. You can, you can do it. Now, I think it's good. 
I'll tell you, I will tell you this. Like I put out the last show. I, I, this is totally true. The last show I put out, uh, you know, because I'm I, I've been kind of trepidatious about putting out shows, and I'm like, nah, you know, am I good? Am I not good? Whatever the fuck. So I put out the last show, and uh, and a listener, a great guy who's been around since fucking never not funny. Uh, I put out the show, and the next morning, I just it's the first note I get about the show is the one with the Jesuit. And I get a note, and it just says, uh, "Man, you were a real dick to fearful." That 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 was it. That was the first feedback I got on on a two hour comedy show that I put out. And I was just like, and it 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 knocked me into into a spiral. I know it shouldn't. It shouldn't do that. I shouldn't give a fuck. I should just go. Well, I got another show next week. Whatever. You know. Hopefully that goes well. But I'm I'm in this mode where I'm trying to make sure that I want people I want to know that people like what I do, but also I want to make eh, whatever the fuck. And again, this show is me, man. It's me. If it, if this show gets fucking thumbs down or rejected or fucking raspberried, that's it's kind of an indictment of me, you know. And and it's whatever. And you don't care. I know you don't care about this bullshit. And I shouldn't be so fucking fragile. And who cares? But I did. I when I saw it, I just laughed and I just kind of ruefully was just like, yeah, that's. Here's what they think about you. To quote Ice Cube, here's what they think about you. You put out a two a two hour comedy show. Hey, you were a dick, man. Oh, okay, well, you've been listening from the beginning. I. It's kind of sometimes it's what I do. Sometimes I'm a dick. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. Uh, but you know what? He wasn't wrong because then I talked to another guy who's listened forever, and uh, I told him that story, and he goes, "Well, you were, you were, you were, you were a dick," and I'm like. Great. I, I then. All right. So so should I just be nice on the air now and not be sardonic or whatever the fuck? You know what I mean? Then it makes me go. What have I what have I done differently the past 13 years that that particular show? I, I don't fuck. What do I know? I don't fucking know. Who knows? Why am I even telling you this shit? You don't fucking care. All right. You care. Everybody cares. But nobody cares about this. Navel gazing horse shit. God damn it. The point is, thank you. The point is there will be a show Thursday. Will it be as long as this one? Whatever, however long this one is. I don't know. I'll turn on the microphone and talk. You know, because that was nothing. Like I told you, that was an obstacle here. Where I was like, Jesus Christ, you better do a four-hour fucking show. You better fucking let them know that you haven't been wasting your time for three fucking weeks. You better fucking kitchen sink the shit out of these people. And it's like, well, that's not what it's about, man. Do the best you can. Just do your best. And I haven't been doing my best. I haven't. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I am planning on doing my best from now on going forward. And I can only hope that seeing as you gave this show a chance, you'll give the ones in the future a chance to, and, and we'll all get there together. Won't we? And eventually I'll be doing stuff on stage and, and I'll get to meet you guys and whoa, let's have a pipe dream. Shall we? Let's just all get together. Uh, come on, people. Now get together. Smile on your brother. Uh, try to love one another. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, and look, man, as a performer, you should never have to apologize for your performance. But as a performer, I will apologize to you for not performing and for making you wait and for not being true to my word and for for not doing the one thing I'm best at. And the one thing that has brought all of you into my lives. And I will fucking do everything I can going forward to maintain a normal schedule, 
and give you guys everything that you want going forward. And I can only hope you stay with me so I can uh, I can prove that and make it happen. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Where else am I? Well, I'm at Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. What? Yes, I am. I'm at all of those places. I'm at Mike40YOB at Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. That's another thing. Like, I... Uh, I'm like, well, I'm, you know what? Maybe, maybe I could put some stuff on Instagram. And I'm like, well, no, you haven't done a podcast yet. People are like, what the fuck are you fucking on Instagram for? I've told you this before. I know. I know I've told you this. But it's just, it's the thing that dominates my head 23 hours a day. The other hour a day is porn. Uh, <laughs> Mike40YOB, that's me on Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Go ahead and check me out there. Uh, thanks to everybody who helps out. KC, who puts stuff up on YouTube for me. I do appreciate it very much. Uh, our great friend David, whom you know, you uh, you understand, is the king of kings. Well, that's actually our friend Manny Mo. Max is just fucking Max. You can be his friend at Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Why don't you do that? That'd be cool. David Max, Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. And uh, when you're there, you can look around at all of his artwork and stuff like that. The guy's got all sorts of badass stuff. He's got his closed group, too. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Go ahead and check it out. Um... The guy can do artwork, too. If you want to hire him, you can get him at Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Go ahead and find him. And if you'll go there, he's right now putting out his H2O beauties. Those are for sale, I believe. He's doing uh, the guy's just fucking prolific as hell. It's ridiculous. He just he just pumps out artwork all the time. And it's amazing stuff that you can't believe he can turn around in the time that he turns it around. Or if you don't need it quickly, he can meticulously do something fucking amazing for you. He's just look, man, I don't know art, but I know what I like. And I like whatever fucking Max does. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, he just put out, a, he puts out songs. He puts out videos on Facebook as well. The, the guy's a fucking renaissance man, as I've said many times. So not only is he doing, uh, uh, he'll do, he'll do personal artwork for you. If you want to get a hold of him, like I said, find him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Check out the art that he's got there. He's got it all compartmentalized in different folders. You can see the stuff he did for our, uh, the Joker's page, stuff he's done for himself, stuff he's done for the closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Thumb stuff he's done. Just to put it up and fucking marvel at the great works he's done. God damn, he's great. But also, I'll tell you this. The man has a podcast. What? You're goddamn right. The man has a very successful podcast. It is called the Flemcat Podcast. What's that? That's that's four words. Well, two words. Well, all right. Look, it's the. It's one word, certainly. Flem. That's its own word. That's the thing is I don't want you to put together Flemcat in one word. It's two words. Flem and cat are two words. And then Podcast. So that's four words total. But what I meant is that Flemcat is not one word. Don't confuse yourselves and don't confuse me. Am I confusing you? I might be. Uh, but when you enter it, and also, by the way, Flem is spelled P-H-L-E-G-M. You know, when I was a kid, I dreamed that I would go ahead and reach out to people all over this great land of ours and tell them how to spell Flem. And now I get to do it every three weeks. <laughs> it used to be every week. Look what happened. Uh, the Flemcat podcast is available now. Go ahead and check it out. It's wherever you find great podcasts. It's available in the iTunes uh, podcast space, the iTunes store, whatever they're calling it, the Apple store. Uh, it's available, I think, on Spotify and uh, I think it's on Dagger. You ever get your podcasts from Dagger? Oh, it's great. You should go there. Uh, if you're going to, to heel clicker, that's another really good one. Heel clicker is a great place to get your podcasts. And I know they carry the Flemcat podcast. Look, anywhere you get a podcast you're going to find the Flemcat podcast and you're going to love it. Go ahead and check it out. He's got his website as well. Uh, his website's being uh, renovated right now. So I, he, uh, 
trying to figure out how, because, you know, I usually would do this thing where I would give his website address and that would get us into the plugs. So instead, I will do this. I will say, you know what? He's got a Flemcat podcast uh, available wherever you go ahead and get your finer podcast. And if you're looking to spell it, it is the Flemcat podcast. And that's two words. P-L-C- P-L-C- is Elch a word? Elch a letter? Where's that? Is that Portuguese? Ah, yes. You know, the elusive Elch. It's I think it's a bird species. Uh, oh, look, there's a finch and an Elch. They're right now in the oak tree uh, with Morris Day. Oak tree. Oh, Morris Day is a fucking genius. Uh, all right. So his website is called artbydmh.com, but it's under construction. So we can't just give that. Uh, and I had a solution, but again, it's been so long since I did a goddamn show. What could it be? Well, we could just do this. He's got the Flem Cat podcast. You can get that. Uh, the Flem Cat podcast, P-H-L-E-G-M-C-A-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's the Flem Cat pod, Cot, Flem Cat, Felch, Melch. What the fuck, man? Go get his podcast. It's fucking awesome. And he doesn't stumble over his fucking words. You're listening to The 40-Year-Old Boy, and later, The Jerk-Off Journals, two guys who celebrate Palm Sunday every day. Dude, I'm, I'm kind of creeped out about this, but, um, you, you ever, you ever accidentally, like, go off on, in your own mouth? What are you talking about? You know, like, last week, I was, I was on the, the cot, you know, the fold-up cot? Yeah. And right when I was about to go off, the cot, like, folded up on me at the last second, and I, I got some right in my mouth. Jesus. Did you ever, you ever get it in your mouth? Not accidentally. It's all in the wrist. The Jerk Off Journals on the Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. You should probably label these microphones. You know, it uh, it dawns on me as I think about this. Um, I may have hugged more homeless people in the last year than I have regular people. <laughs> and always at a 7-Eleven. Like because this, this dude, uh, Ted, is at a completely different 7-Eleven. He's at a 7-Eleven up the street. Uh, as a, And the other guy... Uh, who, you know, offered to have sex with me. That was at a, a different 7-Eleven, a little closer to my house. Um, I think I got to stop going to 7-Elevens probably, right? I mean, there was a guy with shit hanging out of his ass once at a place, and, and I, I don't even know. I got to, I got to, <laughs> you know what? I need to be, I just need to be a big box store guy. I, I got to quit with this convenience nonsense and just go ahead and start with the, uh, with the, with the regular grocery store because I, I have... I have no truck with the convenience store because terrible things will happen to me whenever I arrive there. Uh, all right. You know, here's the deal. I, I, we have sponsors, as you know. Uh, the main sponsor. Well, look, I'm part of a yawning activity. Hold on. <clears throat> I don't mean to yawn in your face. Um, but I look, we have a sponsor. It's our great friend, Fearful Jesuit who continues to reach out to me, who thinks I'm swinging from a noose at this point because I don't answer any of his texts because what am I going to say? Yeah, you know, just here punching myself in the face, trying to figure out what I can do. Not really punching myself in the face. Don't. I mean, I've done that before. <laughs> so terrible. I have to say it that way. Look, I've done that before. I've certainly I've punched myself in the face before, but I, I'm I'm over that now, guys. I don't punch myself in the face anymore. It doesn't make any sense. I don't punch anybody in the face anymore. I'm a, I'm an old man. I'm I'm the lion in winter. Just a couple of bad hips sitting in the dark, in the quiet, thinking about all of the opportunities squandered. Oh, that's that's a great trip down memory lane every goddamn evening. Hi, uh, but our grand fearful our, our friend our grand our friend our great friend fearful Jesuit has he's got the whole universe spread out in front of him. He's got all of the opportunity that I've passed up, just lying out in front of him like a yellow brick road. 
he needs to grab Danny Unicorn and her little dog, too. And I guess he can be uh, he's a tin man, I guess. And then we'll get a scarecrow. He can be a lion. Grab all those guys and just fucking roll down to be fucking uh, awesome. Man, I fried my voice with this show because I haven't done a show, uh, obviously, in three weeks. <clears throat> so if you talk nonstop uh, for a couple hours, you know, you're not used to it. Look what happens. And, I, you know, I just think I sound uh, I don't think I sound great. How do you think I sound <laughs> reaching out like an idiot? How do, how do you guys think I sound moron? Fearful Jesuit is the host of the Paranoid Strain podcast. You can find it now wherever your finer podcasts are located. Uh, the Apple Store. Well, not the Apple Store physical, but I mean the Apple online podcast space, the iTunes store, whatever they're calling it these days. Uh, he's I think he's on Spotify. I think he's at uh, Medieval Times. I, I, this is completely true. Whenever they have a duel at Medieval Times, they play his podcast. His dulcet tones, Danny Unicorn speaking in French. Oh, you, you know what? You're just you're just not having a, a great day unless you're tearing apart a quail barehanded uh, while you watch a couple of fake knights run into one another as as, uh, as Jesuit tells you uh, about what's going on with the Rosicrucians. Oh, and there's plenty going on with the Rosicrucians, unfortunately. <laughs> I will tell you this. I am so far behind in my own show that I'm plugging uh, a previous show right now. If you go right now to the iTunes store, you will find Paranoid Strain Secret Society's part 13 waiting for you. Uh, but I'm going to tell you about part 12 is because, again, that's how long it's been since I did a show. Uh, Paranoid Strain Secret Society's part 12 has come and gone. Ladies and gentlemen, it's available there for you if you haven't listened to it yet. Go ahead and download it now. Uh, subscribe to the show. Look, subscribe and you'll get all of these episodes. You wouldn't even need me to tell you about them. But I will still, because I love to. Uh, and please remember, by the way, Paranoid Strain Secret Society's Part 12 is just its just one part of a whole, of a crazy quilt of shows. That's why Part 13 is up now. It's merely one noodle in a plate of Secret Society spaghetti. So, so uh, in, imbibe yourself with beverages and ingest that noodle. Uh, and just know that there's always more noodles coming. It's a big plate of scrambly noodles. Just waiting for you to partake in it. I smacked my lips there. That sounded gross. All right. Uh, you're going to learn all sorts of cool things. You're going to hear about the uh, Christian Rosenkreutz. That's that's going to be in this episode. Paranoid Strain Secret Society's Part 12. Uh, you'll hear about a uh, mystical, friendly temperament. You'll hear about a dance that's Masonic with a Rosenkrucian twist. Well, they cast a new dance and it goes like this. A dance that's Masonic with a Rosicrucian twist is what it's because. All right. It said Masonic with a Rosicrucian twist. And it sounded like Monster Mash to me. It's like, whatever happened to my Rosicrucian twist? They did the twist. Ding, ding. The Rosicrucian twist. They did the twist. You know what? I've talked about Dana before and her her French tongue. Ah, oh, dude, you know what? Here's how multi-talented Dana is. Dana busts out the German in this episode. And look, we I think we all know the language, the German language is not uh it's not attractive. It's it sounds like uh it sounds like you tied somebody to the back of a car and then you started asking them questions about what they did in high school. They're trying to answer you as best they can, uh, but they're doing a lot of and then I they're doing a lot of that because they're hitting speed bumps and things. Uh, but Dana, somehow, the, the German floating out of her mouth is just, uh, it just works. It works, man. She she can talk about a shickle goober all goddamn day long, and I'm in. I'm on board with it, damn it. Uh, you'll hear about Rosicrucian fever. Uh, you'll hear about the dude who died at 106 in the 1400s. You'll hear about uh, Fama and Confessio. 
which which is not a pasta. Uh, but but you will hear about it. You'll hear about uh, people worshiping the flavors of Christianity they preferred, which uh, I like Neapolitan my own self. I like uh, I like it. You know, you know why? Because it's one ice cream with three separate flavors. That's that's how I want my Christianity. I want it Neapolitan style, baby. Uh, you'll hear about a wandering alchemist and seeker of knowledge, which uh, who's played, of course, by David Carradine. Uh, <laughs> sounded like Kung Fu to me when I was listening to it. I got to be honest. And I got to be I'm listening to these things. Uh, oh, but you'll hear about stone soup, uh, stone soup being made and the parable of the stone soup. And these dudes come to town and there's a cauldron and they're like, we're going to make stone soup. And they throw a rocket and then because everybody tells them to fuck off and they throw a rock in the soup and then everybody gives them carrots. I, I don't. I don't want to break it down any more than that. If you listen to the episode, you'll hear it and it will make sense, uh, which would be fine. Uh, Also, you'll hear this. Uh, These guys, once again, uh, all right, look, I don't understand these people. We we heard in the other episode uh, about the guy who spun a tale out of of nonsense saying that he was like Jesus's son or whatever the fuck. And then people believed it. And he's like, what the fuck, man? I don't I didn't mean any of this horseshit. He tries to get out of it, man. Uh, and that's, and that's kind of like here, a lot of these conspiracy theories could have been forwarded if someone owned a cell phone. I literally, if, if you just stop writing manifestos and tomes and invent slack, you dumbasses, because in all this shit's happening in town to town and nobody's ever connecting with anybody else in the other town to see if it's fake or real. And, uh, and it just turns out to be bad all the time. And we got, I will say, you know, look, we have phones now, though, and that shit still happens. I mean, we, we got phones now, and people are still eating fucking horse laxatives. So what the fuck do I know? I'm like, back then, if they would have had a cell phone and, and Slack, then they, nobody would have believed this shit. But we have all that shit now, and people are still believing the same dumb thing. I, read, I saw this fucking thing. Dude, this is dude. I, I saw something, and this is a true post from somebody, and they were saying that they, they, were, they didn't like taking the, the horse fucking Invermectin shit, and they said it gave them diarrhea. So this woman was like, you know what we do? We, we cut it with water and we soak a tampon in it and we insert the tampon and it, it works. It works that way. And she doesn't get diarrhea. She doesn't get uh, like nauseous or sick. And I'm like, my God, what what is what hath God wrought? What hath Equus wrought? If you're if you're shoving horse fucking tranquilizer, bullshit, tampon, dewormer stuff up in your fucking V'ger. God damn it, man. That's that's I, I don't. It's all falling apart. I talked about it earlier in the show. I can't even. I try to. I try to even like we can joke about it. We can talk about it and stuff. But there are people who really believe this horseshit, and they're just fucking running with it. And then it's funny when she was writing things. I saw it. It was Lori Kilmartin tweeted it, and this girl was talking about putting on her tampon. And she goes, she goes, you know, just like uh, all of us girls did in college when we did it with vodka, and you put it in there because you didn't want your breath to smell. I'm like, all of us girls. Now, look, I don't I don't proclaim to know a whole lot about the secret lives of women. Uh, I assumed they were daintier than that, possibly. Maybe that's just me. Uh, but if you're if you're soaking a tampon and vodka and and uh, and giving it the old fucking uh, finger plunge uh, just to get a high or drunk. Now, now that's that's like huffing glue or drinking uh, rubbing alcohol. Right. Isn't it? You got a problem at that point. If you're using vodka, fucking soaked tampons. You got to talk to somebody. Is this something I didn't, that is a real thing? Is that something? Ladies, tell me. Look, ladies, I mean, I put it to you. Uh, Is this, is that, would you do that because you didn't want your breath to smell? So you'd get fucking, you'd get a heat on by putting a fucking whiskey soaked tampon in your veg? Come on, man. 
That just seems fucking bananas. Uh, but what, again, I don't know. I don't know any, the whole lot of stuff about the mystery of the pussy. I, I can't fucking say it. Maybe that was a college thing. Because, I mean, look, again, that's the thing. You can't presume, like, you know, men are wild and crazy and, you know, guys are doing butt chugging and shit like that because they're idiots. I guess I just thought women were smarter than that. It's not even that I think that they're daintier creatures or they're not capable of sort of thing. No, I think women are capable of all sorts of kind of fucking debauchery. I guess I just presumed that they wouldn't because they're better than us. <laughs> but this particular woman is like, yeah, you know, like we all girls did in college. We didn't want our breath to smell. We soaked a tampon with vodka, put it up inside us. I do that now with the horse dewormer to make sure that I don't get a disease or diarrhea. I'm like, you're typing this in a public forum with your name attached to it. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's like nine things wrong with that. Go to therapy. Jesus, fuck. Ugh. So when I say that in the old days, that if somebody had a cell phone, none of these conspiracies would happen. I got to say it's bullshit. Because, you know, we're doing the same shit now. Everybody's got phones and all sorts of stuff here. Jesus Christ. Um, but and so another guy in this same deal as the other guy who said he was Jesus's kid. This dude never intended to publish the fama. Uh, and he was unprepared to deal with the consequences. So all these people start to believe this shit. And again, it falls in on itself because nobody knows what the fuck. I don't want to look. Listen to it. I don't want to give too much away. All right. But uh, but just know that you're going to get Rosicrucian fever and you're going to listen to Dana bust out the German and it's going to be fucking beautiful. You're going to love every minute of it. The Paranoid Strain Secret Societies episode part 12. Uh, go check it out now. And then 13, I will talk about in two days when I do a show. What's that in two days? Are you yelling at me? You think I won't? Oh, I dare you. I what I oughta. I'm in the Misfit Toys co-op. Did you know that? Well, I am. It's with Never Not Funny. Doug loves movies. The Todd Glass Show. No fun with Jen Kirkman. Let me watch your movie with you with Jonah Ray. Uh, all of us are in the Misfit Toys Co-op. I'm sure you've heard uh, bookended ads here on the back end of either one of these discussions. And you know that I'm in this and then you've known this forever. You want to hire me to do stuff? Why don't you hire me to do a cameo? Did I, t- did I tell you the story? I, get, I just got hired for a cameo from somebody who had no idea who the fuck I was. Did I tell you again? I, this, I, this is what happens. You don't do fucking shows forever. Uh... They were looking for Mike Schmidt and they found me and they thought it would be funny to book me. And I was like, all right. So I just did what I do. And then they were just like, God damn, you were hilarious, dude. And then they had me do a second one like the next day. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so if you want me to do that, you want to hire me to do a cameo. Uh, why wouldn't you do that? Go to bookcameo.com or just get the cameo app on your phone and look me up. And there I am staring at you, judging you. And I'll, I'll, I'll roast you, but I'll do it in a nice way. So. You don't write me a note and tell me what a dick I was. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I'm on Cameo. Go ahead and hire me to do that. I don't know. I It's so ridiculous. I, I haven't been here, so I'm not. But I'm like, hey, why don't you give me some money? Uh, like this. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Uh, I'm there waiting for you. Why don't you go become a, a Patreon member? If you would, that'd be great. I'd appreciate it very much. Thank you to anybody and everybody who signed up. You're the best for thinking of me. I do appreciate it. And uh, uh, as I've always threatened, oh, will I will I be putting videos up? Will I do stuff? Well, I'd I'd really love to. But uh, but right now I'm creeping out to doing the once we get the podcast back on a regular schedule. And you don't give a fuck. Talk is cheap. I'm shutting up now. But please, uh, if you want to become a Patreon and support the show. That would be great, seeing as, uh, you know, we're all getting back to normal now and bills are due and, and it would be really cool if you could do that Patreon thing and hook me up. Thank you for thinking of me. Patreon.com slash Mike 40 YOB.
B, I'm available there. Hey, let me tell you this. Uh, you know, you're a fan of me talking occasionally. Well, I'm on the latest Rock Solid podcast with my good friend Pat Francis as we talk about Use Your Illusions 1 and 2, Guns N' Roses' double release album and their 30th year anniversary. Uh, it's a fun show. It's interesting and cool, and I enjoy talking about the albums, and I always enjoy talking to my buddy Pat. Uh, and also, by the way, it might not be the last episode, but you'll just go to you'll go where Rock Solid Podcast is and look for Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Uh, it's either the latest episode or, or one uh, is has just come out after. I don't know. I can't. I don't follow these things. Um, but it's worth finding it. It's worth downloading it. And it's worth listening to because Pat does a fantastic job. And I, I hitchhike along and gravy train on his fucking momentum. And we do a good job. So go listen to the show. Rock Solid Podcast with our great friend Pat Francis. Go ahead and download it now. Available where your finer podcasts are found. I have channels. What's that? You're damn right. I got a couple of channels. As a matter of fact, I got a, I got a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Right now it's uh, it's mainly older shows. So if you're ever missing me, if something happens again, where I wind up sleeping in a ditch, um, with a cocaine flame in my buds, bloodstream and a, uh, <laughs> fame. I was, did I say flame flame cocaine flame in my bloodstream? Uh, been, it's three hours since I hit Spokane. Bought myself a hard pack of cigarettes in the warm summer rain. I don't know. I'm trying to pull it from my brain. I'm not doing a good job. Uh, man needs something he can hold on to. Nine pound hammer or a woman like you. Uh, YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Go ahead and check it out. It's a podcast driven enterprise right now, but perhaps there will be videos. I've thought, I thought, what if I did a football recap? Yay. And people are like, yes, you should do it. And I'm like, everybody's doing it. I don't want to do it. I'm never going to do it. Boo. And then I cry and hide under a blanket. Uh, but maybe we'll see. I have ideas. I've got ideas, Chuck. I'm an idea, man. I'm going to feed tuna fish right to the, or manage right to the tuna fish. Twitch.tv is another channel that I have. Twitch.tv.com. Oops, sorry. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Find me there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm uh, playing games. I'm I'm watching trailers. Playing this game called Marbles, which is fun. Marbles is fun because I don't have to do anything. I just literally call play-by-play. Play. That's, you know, that's a dream. But other games, I got to run around and shoot people. I was playing an Aliens game. I, I got to be honest, man. I'm a little burnt on on because none of the games are as good as the great games I played. But that's okay. Marbles is fun, and, and I like seeing people. So if you want to come visit me at twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy, you can follow or subscribe. You'll always know when I'm on there. I'm usually on uh, right around 4 o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Usually I'm there, and you can come check it out and, uh, and do the hang and do the mash. The Rosicrucian mash. The mash, the mash. Rosicrucian mash, uh, playing games, playing marbles, all sorts of fun stuff. You can see me on camera. You'll actually see me while I'm talking. Then my hair looks good eh, sometimes, uh, but go ahead and follow and subscribe over there and check me out. That'd be cool. If you joined us there and played marbles and had fun in the stream. Oh, it's a grand time. Please. And it's so grand. Tell your grandma. She's got to join us. That's right. It's fun for ages eight to 80. If you're 81, get the fuck out. Uh, but 80, you're fine. Go ahead and show up and have a good time. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Go ahead and join me for that. That'd be great. I'd appreciate it very much. Um, oh, you know what? I was going to tell you this earlier in the show. Um, you know, I, uh, I love my apartment. All right, I just do. I do. I love where I live. 
I don't know. Uh, the manager's kind of eh, whatever. And I, you know, I'm, I know I'm being. Well, I'm not. Fuck that bullshit. I'll tell you. All right. Look, here's the thing, uh, dudes. You know me. You know, there's not a lot of things I. Uh, I. I'm. I'm <laughs> I, this is the one thing I said once in part. I was like, that's the craziest thing you ever said. I once I said I'm an easygoing guy, and part was like, what the fuck? So I'm not really. We know this. All right. Although I'm inert these days, so I would call that easygoing, and that I don't want to do a fucking thing. But uh, I was in my house. I don't know. It was a couple weeks ago. And dudes, dudes, you know me. What 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 do I not tolerate? What do I not fucking tolerate ever in a billion years? Uh, dude, I saw a bug in my house. Now here's the thing. I di- I didn't know what kind of bug it was because it happened so quick. Uh, but it was in a place where bugs are not supposed to be. And if bugs are in a place where they're not supposed to be, that usually means it's the craftiest of all bugs, the cockroach. And I, dudes, you know this. I, I Look, I've been in this building now for almost 24 years. Um, In a couple, in like a week, it'll be 24 years. And uh, I just... Uh, we saw them here the first year I moved in. Like there was my neighbor had them. I told you the story. We unwrapped a fish and there was like roaches on the fish or whatever the fuck. And uh, they evicted them and they sprayed the building and stuff. And I've never seen anything since. Like we, it's just, they care. The owners of the building care and they have the, the spray dudes, the everything, all that stuff. So I was in my kitchen and I opened the silverware drawer. Again, that's nothing supposed to be in the silverware drawer. Nobody lives in there. You know who lives in their forks, fucking steak knives, my chopsticks, my corkscrews. That's who lives in there. Nothing, nothing that runs lives in my fucking silverware drawer. So I open, I open the drawer and I didn't have the light on. This is, this is, again, this is the issue. I didn't have my light on in the kitchen. All I saw was movement. Uh, and you know, all my silverware is in one of those fucking white, you know, how it separates forks and all the, the fucking, it's literally like the, it's the, it's the back of the bus Rosa Parks, uh, silverware separator where nobody touches anybody else and nobody gets to ride in the front. So everybody's in their own little compartment, but outside of that, inside the drawer, I saw this thing move. I saw it and it booked. Okay. Like as I opened the, I just yanked the drawer open and it fucking took off. And I was like, no fucking way. So I didn't have, like, I wanted to catch it because I wanted to see what the fuck it was. Cause I don't, I don't know. I got no idea. And, but, but if you're in the, if you're in the silverware drawer, odds are really bad. <laughs> You know, odds are you're the bad bug. There's no look. There's no good bugs anyway. But there's no no good bug gets in the silverware drawer unless no bugs like man. I want to totally. Get, there's no beetle who's like, hey, I need a spoon. It never fucking works that way. Uh, except John John Lennon maybe. Oh Ringo, I need a spoon. I can't do a Liverpoolian. Uh, uh, sugar plum fairy, sugar plum fairy. I can't do it. Um. You know, there's no cricket in the in the drawer. I don't think, right? Nobody goes in the silverware drawer. There's only one, the crafty one, the enemy of all that's good. But I see it book, and I don't get a good look at it, and it's dark in the kitchen, so I see it move. And so I don't, I wanted to try to scoop it up or put a glass over it, but I also didn't want it to fucking escape. So it ran and it stopped. And then my eyes started to adjust to the dark, and I kind of saw it there, fidgety. And, uh... I, I, look, <laughs> I try to be gentle. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll get some uh, forceps and I'll put it in a Petri dish and I'll take a look at it. Dude, I grabbed two paper towels and I 
fucking turned it into a smear. I didn't want to because I wanted to analyze the goddamn thing. But it was like I tried to grab it in the towel and then it moved and it shifted it with the book. And then I just fucking smashed the shit out of it. So I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to. You know what I mean? My my research will have to wait. I will, I will have to call and do my research later. So I I fucking I lose my mind. Right. Because, again, there's no there's not supposed to be bugs in my house anywhere. Not not a fucking one. And again, my house is clean. My house is tidy. I don't leave food out. My dishes are done. It's like I, I'm not going to wear this shit. So I immediately text my manager. And I think it was like fucking it was like midnight or something. And I, but I don't give a fuck, man. It's like when I saw the bed bug and I called Orkin at 430 in the fucking morning. I don't give a shit. Fix this. So and, and so I pull out the paper towel. And it's just it's just shrapnel at this point. I mean, I. I can sort of see it and and I'm trying to make it work and I'm like it it looks like you know look man roaches Florida roaches are giant skateboards then there's the brown roaches those little fucking fast ones and that's kind of what I thought this might be I wasn't sure and I'm like dude there's no way there's fucking roaches in my house I'm gonna lose my fucking mind because we have had as I've just me- I mentioned earlier in the show we've had a ton of turnover here I got new neighbors upstairs I got new neighbors next door who have the baby uh, these people with dogs, you know, there's there's a dude who does laps in my courtyard yard and talks on the phone. He's an Indian guy. You know, we've, we've got new people here. And so that just happens when you get people moving in and out, in and out. Occasionally, you'll find somebody who has them and they bring them and it turns into a fucking issue. So I I like freak and I text my manager and I'm just like, hey, I just killed a bug in my kitchen. I can't identify it because I had to smash it. But it was in the kitchen drawer, and I haven't seen a bug in this fucking place in 20 years. And uh, and and I know there's a lot of people moving in and out. Like I mean, you know, I just vomit a ton of words out. And I know I know that makes me look uncool, or it makes me look like a a snitch, or a, or I don't even fucking know what you would say. But I was just like, dude. And so I said to her, I go, look, I this this is this doesn't work. We got to figure out what the fuck to do here. And she wrote me, and she's just like, well. Uh, okay, she goes. Uh, I've we'll get the person here on the first of the month, and then they'll they'll go ahead and spray. And I'm like, okay, well, are you gonna? Have you heard any reports from anybody else? And she's like, no, just you. So you know, just I if if you've got bugs, then you just need to you know keep an eye. And I'm just like, I don't have bugs. I don't have bugs. Don't fucking turn this around on me. Because that's the things I get indignant. Words that don't think that I did this. I didn't fucking do this. This is just a hitchhiker. He showed up in my place. He's fucking uninvited guest. So a couple days goes by and then she writes me a note and uh, she's like, hey, uh, did you spray for the roaches? And I, dude, I'm like, I go, first of all, there's no roaches. There was one bug. Oh, by the way, and I should tell you this. I killed this fucking thing and then I immediately boiled all of my silverware. And that's not an exaggeration. I boiled water and I put all the fucking every all the silver, my chopsticks, all everything, corkscrews, everything, and I fucking bleached the drawer. I just I I'm not fucking around, man. Uh and she's like, Did you spray for the roaches? I go, first of all, there's no roaches. I go, I saw one bug. I go, second of all, you said you were sending a guy on the first. She's like, Okay, but if you if you have a problem there, you should probably spray. And I go, dude, I don't have a fucking problem. It's not my building. This building might have a fucking issue and you can fucking do something about it before the goddamn first. 
Like, don't hang this shit on me. I didn't invite anybody into the fucking house. I didn't bring any bugs. I'm not, I don't go. Fuck. I don't go anywhere. Literally, I don't. It's not like I go anywhere or do anything. So how the fuck would I bring them back to my fucking house? And I, I, it was more the <laughs> you can tell it's it's the suggestion that I would be dirty or I would have them, that I would invite them. That made me more angry than even having one in my house. Uh, and, and I just said, hey, look, man, there's not I've not seen another one since. I said, I, you know, I boiled everything that was in that drawer. I cleaned it out with bleach and I, I've looked in all the other cabinets. There's nothing. I haven't seen anything. But I mean, obviously, if I, I go, plus, I don't even know what this was. I didn't get to tell. I go, but if you're not hearing it from anybody else, she goes, no, she goes, nobody else has said anything. I haven't heard anything from anyone else in the building. So she goes, if you have roaches, you need to go ahead and spray. And I'm and I'm just like losing my mind. Like I want to step out of my house and scream it. I don't have fucking roaches. The building might have had something. Fuck. So, uh, so I just said, no, I don't, I don't have roaches. I saw one bug and, uh, and then another four days goes by and I don't see anything. And I'm looking, you know, me, I'm turning on the light in the middle of the night, see if anything runs. I'm opening drawers like, ha ha, like literally gotcha. Uh, I'm doing everything I can because I, I want to get ahead of this fucking thing. And there's nothing I have not seen. This is a good, this is almost a month ago. Uh, and I've seen nothing. I haven't seen anything yet. And so then she texts me again like four days later. And she's like, um, how's it going over there with the roaches? And I'm like, I don't, Jesus Christ. I said, I saw one bug and I texted you about it. I haven't seen anything since. She's okay. Well, nobody else has said anything, so we're probably going to hold off on spraying. And uh, I said, that's fine. I go, if I see anything, I will let you know, but you better get somebody here like immediately. And also, I didn't even tell you this part. I forgot. Do you remember when they needed to fix my carpet and they kept writing me and they're like, you know, if you were doing that, you got to move everything out of your apartment. Like you really got to, you got to get everything out. If you do that, you might as well move or you might as well go like, fuck you, put the carpet in. Well, she said that when she was like, we're going to have to spray. She was, you know, that means you're going to have to take everything out of your cabinets in all of your cabinets. And we're going to have to spray like in your, you have to take it out of your closet. I'm like, I don't give a fuck spray. Just fucking do it. Quit quit. And it's almost like, no, it makes me think, do they know me? Like, have they, do they realize what kind of guy I am? Where like, you know, they, you threaten me with work and I'm going to be like, yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't do it. Like I would just, I would just live here in a filth house with a bunch of fucking bugs. If I, rather than move a plate, the fuck out of here, man. Uh, and look, am, am I being irrational? Maybe. I don't know. But it was like whenever she would text me and she'd be like, how are you doing over there with the roaches? I'm like, there's no fucking roaches. I don't have roaches. I didn't fucking do a goddamn thing. I want the money. It's in the goddamn floor safe. under the fucking bed, the fucking floor safe. Uh, so that so that happens. And I, I only tell you that because I, I, you know, like I said, it's Tuesday now as you're hearing this. Uh, I started this Monday night, um, super late, but, but Monday night I'm here in my house and it's like midnight and someone is watching a loud television in the courtyard, not in the courtyard, but in their house. And you can just hear it. And like I said, I got the windows and doors open so I can hear it. And they're watching, you hear a bunch of gunshots you hear, but it's, you know, a loud movie, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Do you hear some weird noise that's happening? Oh, I think the fucking dudes are here to do the yard. Oh, I got to wrap this up. God damn it. If the dudes are here, I can't do I can't. I got to fucking hurry up. All right, let's finish. Uh, so last night I, I could hear the movie in the courtyard, right? And, uh, and I didn't, you know, I don't give a fuck. Noise doesn't bother me. None of that shit bothers me. 
And then all of a sudden it pivots, it stops being gunshots, and there's dialogue. And then there's the distinct sound of fucking. Like like a lot of oh, oh, uh, uh. I mean, like moaning and fucking and like, oh, yes. and 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 But from a movie, not like they're doing it and you can hear it in their house. But you hear like music in addition to fucking. So I don't know if they were just watching some erotic thriller with gunshots and then people started fucking and making noise. I don't know if they were watching like a Lady Chatterley Skidamax movie. I don't fucking know, but it was loud and was in the courtyard. And uh, I'm at my desk and I kind of was like, oh, that's fucking attractive. And I'm not joking. I swear to God, 30 seconds after the fucking starts, uh, maybe 15 seconds even, my phone lights up and it's my fucking manager. And she, and she I just, I'll read it exactly. She just, uh, hey, Michael, can you lower the volume on your television, please? <laughs> now, dudes. In my apartment complex, she lives in the front of the complex by the mailboxes. I live all the way in the back, like by the carport. There's, I mean, there's, she couldn't hear my television. Now, look, I do watch TV late at night, but that's, I told you, I had to get, I wanted to get Bluetooth on the Apple TV so I didn't fucking bother anybody because I'm deaf. So I never have the TV loud. I don't ever get noise complaints here at the fucking, well, I'm fi- all right, except when I sang. Remember the times I sang and people came over and like, what the fuck? Because I was singing Foo Fighters or whatever. But man, I... She's like, hey, Michael, you need to turn your television down. Now, she's, again, she's in her apartment, which is 50 feet from me, easily, maybe maybe longer. And she's upstairs and I'm downstairs. And, I, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, did she just presume that it's because it's fucking, it's me, that I would watch it like loud or whatever? I'm not a fucking animal. So I just texted back. I said, not me. TV's off. But I hear it too. And, uh, and so... It's still going on, by the way. There's still the whole time we text back and forth in in whatever, and there's still fucking and yelling and and this loud thing, and she just texts back, okay. And that's it. She doesn't go because it, it, it then it keeps playing. So so here's so, so to, to sum up, she's in her apartment way far away from me. She hears fucking in the courtyard, immediately thinks it's me, texts me to tell me to turn it off. I go, hey, it's not me. And she says, okay. And then just stays in her apartment and lets the fucking continue in the courtyard. Doesn't go to tell them to turn it down. Doesn't go to investigate. Doesn't go. And in my brain, I'm like, wait, am I the go-to fucking guy? Am I the guy you just shit on the second anything happens? Are you just, do you think, <laughs> let me ask you this. Do you think I just live in like a fucking roach porn palace? Is that what's happening? I'm just jerking off amidst fucking, I'm like the willard of bugs and, and, and stroking it. And I'm fucking just got a handful of cock and then roaches running in and out of my fucking hair. What the fuck do you think of me and think of my apartment? And also I've been here three times as long as she has. She's lived here like maybe six years or seven years. I've lived here 22 years, 24 years. And you assume that I'm the porn guy. How do you not, this is the thing that drove me crazy. How do you not go out of your house? Because then it just continued for another 45 minutes. Not just not porn, but I'm in a movie. Whatever the fuck they were watching turned into back to home and it was loud. And they never went and told them to turn it off. She told me personally via text that I said it wasn't me. And she's like, okay. And then what? Went to sleep, closed her window, decided to use it to fuck her own husband. I have no fucking idea, man. But it just drove me fucking crazy because I'm like, I'm the guy you look at. I'm the dude you immediately think of when you hear the fucking fucking in the goddamn courtyard. Now, look, have I fucked in the courtyard? I have. Have I fucked in the pool? I have. But I mean, I wasn't noisy about it, but we, I certainly did it.
there's anything I like more than me It's people who like me I love me, but if you love me I love you, cause you know why We both love me, how great am I Let's talk about that for a while And by a while, I mean forever Podcast! Podcast! Podcast.